XM 105, Sirius 206, the Opie and Anthony Channel. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. Hear that lonesome whippoorwill. He sounds too blue to fly. The midnight train is whining low I'm so lonesome I could cry I've never seen a night so long When time goes crawling by The moon just went Behind the clouds To hide its face and cry It's the Run of Face show on a Wednesday, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, well, I guess it is. I just play that game every single week. I'm sure it's all day. I know it's midweek. I know once we're over this, it's all downhill from here. No, I just Wednesday. I just don't want to say it every week, particularly when we have a big spy report like this. Spy report. Spy report. Um, John, you're on the Run of Fest show. 
Hey there, Ronnie B. Well, it looks like it's a sad day in Detroit. Uh, Alex Karras, also known as Webster's dad, has died. Well, I hate the fact that you're just acting like what he's really most known for is being uh, Webster's uh, dad. Uh, Alex Karras, of course, the great Detroit Lion. Um, also, actor who was in Blazing Saddles. They said this has been going on for like uh, a couple days, so they kind of warned us on Monday Night Football this week. Kidney failure. It was kidney failure, but he was also one of those concussion guys. So the last few years have been filled with dementia and stuff. Jesus. I think the report last night was like he's just with his family and kids now and yeah. he's waiting for it. Well, the thing that I saw the other day that was so sad, he was like, I really do want to go see my mom and dad. I just want to go home. Oh, fuck. That just is the worst. That's why I don't want you, when somebody's feeling like that, to start doing your atheist act on them. (laughs) Believe me. That's crazy talk. What's that mean, man? Because you know there's nothing after that. You're not going to see him again. Okay? They're gone, Alex. (laughs) You're never going to see them. It's over. Stop believing in your fairy tales. Huh? I'd just be like this. That's right. <laughs> Go see mommy and daddy on Gumdrop Mountain. Don't listen to him. There's no Gumdrop Mountain. It's just fucking the dark forever. Be happy with it. I remember, uh, and this was after like we had already left New York. We were at JFK. Fez was still a Christian. He was still a believer. And once, and this wasn't even on the air, me and him were watching football, and he brings up something about heaven and i'm like what are you talking about and he goes like i really think that you and i will live close to heaven in heaven and it'll be the same way when i can just swing by and i'm like what are you saying like there's condos or something he goes i really don't know what we'll be living in i mean it's definitely gonna be a structure but if we're close enough you know neighbors you, you will be neighbors yeah when we could always drop by on each other and i remember i was with that was like a I'm talking to a three-year-old <laughs> moment for me. I was like so uh, taken aback. There's a piece up on the iBang today, though, that um, one-third of adults under 30 have no a re- a religious affiliation. Holy damn. So uh, would you have a religious affiliation? I, I probably still, at my core, think of myself as a Catholic because I was raised in it. Like, I did go to Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Catholic, like... Uh, teacher religious school i still have like a bunch of catholic shit in my house wait a minute what did you mean by teacher religious school like it wasn't school it was like after i went to like elementary school or whatever i'd go to like uh i'd go to oh, the they church to see something the co the cyo yeah, it was the, the CYO. CYO. it was cyo yeah over at st patrick's in queens oh nice so you would say you would not be part of this you are affiliate I'd say let's I'm grab our other uh youngsters to see if they're affiliated with anything oh. so that's very funny here chris stanley who's we pretty much do not think of as religious, you would still say that you're a Catholic. Yeah, I'm not I'm not religious, but I yeah. do think of myself like I'm Catholic. I only say that I'm Catholic whenever people are being anti-Catholic. Where Where's our other youngster today? Can't say. I don't know. <laughs> he didn't come in at all? He's, no, no, working, he's in. He's, I don't know where he's he is. He's working on a piece for, for, for later in the show. What a maroon this guy is. Like my pants. He's, those are brown. They're not maroon. These are maroon. See, I do. I'm colorblind. Then here, stand <laughs> over there. Let me see, because I'm really terrible at. Those are maroon. Okay, maybe I would just say they were brown. I'm terrible at that. So brown. I th- I'd say plum. Yeah, I was gonna say just plain well, the same purple. Thing. Purple? No. They're like, well, they're more like I a brick. I brought it up. Brick. Did they annoy you so much? You just gave. Just forget <laughs> I brought it up. Basically. 
Uh, would you say you have a religious affiliation? Uh, no. So none at all? No. And you're a little conservative. Yeah. Well, I pray every night, but I don't go to church. I'm really bad. I, I should go to church. What kind of prayers Sunday. do you say? I say the Our Father, Hail Mary, and then I say my prayers. All right, so you grow up a uh, Catholic kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not, like, into it. No, but you, you're you still enough that you oh, use the Catholic prayers. You're using the correct prayer line. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Uh, how come you didn't stay with the church, though? Because, I, I don't know, boring. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it isn't. True. It is boring. Here's a very weird thing. Uh, I remember when the Pope came in the late 70s, and the Pope came to Philadelphia, and the place went crazy, and there was, like, Irish people and Polish people and Italian people, and they're like, oh, it's the Pope. And the mayor actually kissed the Pope's ring, and that freaked out the fucking Protestants. They were just like, (laughs) it's like you surrender our city to... And, you know, Catholic people, didn't, you know, you know, you can kiss a ring and move on with your life. It doesn't fucking mean anything. Mm-hmm. But when the Pope came here to New York a couple years ago, only Hispanic people. There were no Catholics, no Italians. Filipinos, really? too. A lot of Filipinos. Just, well, I can't tell the difference. <laughs> but Fifth Avenue was just loaded with Hispanic people. And it, to me, it's almost like as you move better along as you get more money and you move up and you get educated, you drop the church behind you. You know what I mean? Like one of the worst things for the Catholic Church is any end to poverty. You know what I mean? As poverty ends, people go, We don't need the poorer people are, the more they say this is God's will and God's seeing us through this. And, you know, they will just basically be like, um you know, my two children were hit by cars. Uh, Juan died, but luckily God used His miracle to save Miguel. You know what I mean? Like they won't blame, they won't put the responsibility on God for the death, but they will give them all praise for the one that lived. Um, here is um, let's go over here to Tony. Tony, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. Um. I, I was raised in a house. My mom is Methodist. My dad's Catholic. So I was raised Catholic. I'm certainly not Catholic anymore. But like you were saying, whenever the conversation turns vehemently anti-Catholic, I find myself really bristling up, and I, I can't quite put a finger on where well, that... That's because it kind of becomes an identity for you, almost like an ethnic background. Like, I have a lot of friends who are socially Jews, but don't follow along in any kind of... Doctrine, uh, you know, maybe a once a year top. But if anyone starts doing anti Jew stuff, they're up. They're ready to go, go. You know? But you're not gonna see them in a synagogue. And I I think I think Catholic people have kind of uh fallen into that. Where no, you don't go, uh, but you do still think, well, you know, I'm a Catholic. Like the stuff that you have in your house. Yeah. I bet that's your mom's stuff. Oh, you it's, it's buy it. hell no, no. It's, it's just, yeah, a bunch of fucking shit. It's just a, a pile of Catholic uh, paintings and just idols. It's fucking weird. She had a shitload of it. Well, what do you do with it now? I don't know. I just have it like in a drawer somewhere. Why don't you just have it up and displayed? You're like a Santa Teresa. <laughs> you can burn candles underneath <laughs> it. I did put up a fucking picture of Jesus in the house, though. I wish you wouldn't say that when talking about Jesus. Well, I put up a picture of Jesus. That's not what you said. 
What did I say? Oh, you said F- yeah, and it doesn't. Oh. It's not. Necessary. I don't even realize. I said <laughs> you know, that's that. fucking blasphemy. That's bad. You just, you just said fucking blasphemy. Yeah, but I know, but that's not what I used his name. Oh. Um, here is uh, here's Joe. Joe, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey guys, what's up? Yeah. Uh, I was raised Catholic and uh, taught CCE when I was in my in my twenties and all that. When I was in my late twenties, I got out of it because. I started thinking for myself, and you know, Christianity is to me is crazy to believe in. Uh, but I still believe there must be, there has to be something out there. But things that have happened in my life, it just there has. So to be. you believe that there's something to the universe? You just don't think that there's any man or book that you can follow on this planet? Yeah, and I have a real problem thinking that one man is closer to God than another man. It just doesn't. It sounds like a great ploy to get people to do things. Well, it does always, like everything else in, in life, work a lot better for the people in, at the top. Hell yeah. Um, well, well, well. Look who finally showed up for the show today. Yeah. Came in a little hungover, a little drunk. It's still, our old Kokomo Joe. Still, I'm a little drunk. Joe, uh, one third of your generation has no religious affiliation that you would not throw yourself in with any group. Where are you on that? Uh, I would throw myself in. I, I would say I'm a Christian. Really? So yeah. just Christian uh, across the board, not affiliated with any church? Um, I'm, I grew up Lutheran, so Protestant. Well, what about now? Now, nothing, I guess. I mean, I would still consider myself Lutheran. Right. Yeah. So, right, what do I want to say I'm a mix. I like to say I'm a mix. Because I don't follow Catholic like religion that much, but all my cousins are Jewish, and I like know a lot about the Jewish like so you're so, a catholic jew i'm catholic jew <laughs> yeah. that's possible that's me I no to be it's a bunch not of possible <laughs> well in my case i think it'd like to be possible <laughs> you're the first <laughs> that's um, awesome then let's go over to uh keith keith you're on the run of fest show hey ron i, I was uh somewhat religious when i was younger then as I, as I became more and more educated and learned more about science i you know the religion kind of fell by the wayside especially especially when i when i was reading about like galileo and how they, um, you know, the, the church has always, always up to a point, suppressed science. And when they, when they jailed Galileo and threatened to kill him, unless he recanted the fact that, you know, because they, they said that the earth was flat in the center of the universe, he proved that the earth, the earth was round and revolved around the sun. Well, that didn't go with the way, you know, the, the way the... Well, they said that the earth was flat so God could see everybody at the same time. And if it was round, then sometimes you'd be on the other side of God being able to... You know, masturbate yeah. or do any of those horrible <laughs> things. Well, one thing, one thing I, I want to say was, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but um, yeah, you know, it's it's, it's really amazing like... that to me that uh, you, you can be a, uh, an educated person and still subscribe to to the books that were written almost 1,700 years ago. Uh, that's just it just doesn't make sense to me, you know. So, um, particularly, well, I mean, the the books are, of well, there's, course, there's what they are. Old books that people could like the Tao yeah. or whatever, like other ancient books that just are philosophy. Well, yeah, but they're not being taken that way. Like, the thing is, there are plenty, I, I'm sure there are plenty of educated people who said, yes, you could very much read the Bible to see what those times are about, what people told each other, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, you're supposed to follow that book. <laughs> to the T. Well, that's what I like about this study of having these uh, uh, people under 30 having no religious affiliation is then they're not subscribing to the guilt of it. They can have an open mind towards some more social issues. Yeah, but then there's also, um, 
you know, then what, what is your connection to your family? What is your following? Where is your sense of community? You can't deny the fact that those things played a very big part. Like, let's say Hicks saying that he's not Catholic anymore. There's probably been people in his uh, bloodline, ancestors, who had to fight or run or hide <laughs> or smuggle <laughs> Bibles, you know what I mean? Like, this is something part of your family line. And to give it up, not because you've looked it over and don't think, but just because you're lazy or not part of it. You know, <coughs> th- my point is, you act like guilt is the only thing that you could get from being a Christian, but there's also comfort. The fact that uh, Dana prays at night is a, is a comfort to her. Now, it could be up to other people to say, well, you're just talking to yourself or whatever, but you can't take away the fact that she feels good about it. There's an effect on yeah. what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And, it's not and just... there's something shared between family that are you going to replace that? Are you going to act like, uh, you know, Th- then all those things weren't important. Curtis, you're on the Renaissance right show. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, technically, I'm still a Mormon, but I haven't been to church since I was 11 years old. But it didn't really matter because several years later, I discovered things like marijuana, caffeine, extramarital. Well, what about now? So, Do you still have your magic underwear? <laughs> no, I don't have my magic underwear, and I still don't drink Kool-Aid. So, see, I would love. That's the one thing about the Mormons. I would love that magic underwear. It, it gives you magical powers, right? Like, and, well, yeah. Well, not only you get magical powers, but they'll never slip. Like you know how sometimes you have your underwear too long, you start to lose. No, it happens. not when you you're know. a Mormon. You don't have to worry about that. Now you're Lutheran faith, right? Yeah. And you used to call yourselves. You used to skate to church growing up. Yeah. Yep. And what was it about the Lutherans that you identified with so much? Uh just the whole sense of forgiveness, not having to atone for sins. You know. Your own sins, or you just, would be forgiven, or yeah, you just for our people. own sins. So, like, yeah. I wouldn't have to go to confession to consent. I could just talk to God one on one. But you know? here's the here's the weird thing: if it wasn't for that, you wouldn't even have known about sin, and you wouldn't. That's kind it's of Fez's point. Yeah. So, in other words, they make you feel guilty about something, mm-hmm. and then they forgive you, but you might not have felt for you know guilty about it. Unless it was taught to you as a little kid yeah. to begin with. But I think it also helped teach me, like, doing right onto others, you know, just treating people nice, you know, just paying it forward. You don't really. think that you would have been a nice person? I think that? I would have, but I think that it steered me in a clearer direction, you know, made it more explicit. Would your family get, get mad if you married a Catholic Jew like Dana? No. Would that be, yeah. No, they, they would be like, we can't have a Catholic Jew in this family. There's <laughs> too many. You go to synagogue? Me? Yeah. I've been to so many. No. I just, I just, all my cousins are Jewish. I've been to so many bar and bar mitzvahs, like, my whole life. Uh-huh. So I just consider myself Jewish. That came that's, out of nowhere. No, yeah, and then she's really... saying the, she's that's saying the before she goes to bed Rosh at night. Hashanah dinners and Yom Kippur. And so that makes you, you went to a dinner, you ate some gefilte fish. No, <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I, just... I would like to be Jewish just for comedic purposes alone. <laughs> just for the timing of it. <laughs> um, Rich, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on, Ron? Uh, I'm at, my father's actually a preacher. Uh, I'm 37. He's been a preacher most of my life. I don't really believe in it at all, but I always go to church just kind of to support him because it's like 
it's his whole life, you know, and I think it would just, like, crush him if I would tell him I didn't believe. You know what I mean? Why don't you just whisper to him when he's sleeping sometime, like, Pop, I don't believe. I think it's <laughs> And it's got to be weird to you, though, to watch your dad out there yelling and all that stuff. I mean, I mean that's something we didn't have to relate to in Catholics because you didn't get up there. Hell know? no. No, you didn't just, go walk it up there and start giving out your opinion about stuff. Let's get some wafers and some wines. Great. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Jason, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, I just want to know, uh, I'm an atheist, um, and I live in a very uh, Christian community. And I've had discussions with people around here, and they, they ask me, you know, how do you not think about God? Um... And, you know, to me, I don't think about it at all. It's not a question of my day-to-day. And for some of you guys that actually, you know, uh, do practice religion, I'm wondering how often do you actually even think about God, and, you know, as you go about your normal day? Well, let's check. You don't at all, Dana? I think about him every day. Do you? <laughs> yeah, because I'm, like, struggling financially. I'm like, come on, God, like, help me out. Help my family out. Maybe you could have helped out a little bit if you didn't take the $200,000 loan yeah. for a community. <laughs> Communications. No, getting up. And not knowing who George Washington is. Yeah. <laughs> what? She knows. Yeah, she, yeah we've oh, wow. she just thought he was a black guy. What? How often do you think about God? Honestly, maybe twice a week. Yeah. Well, how do you think about him? Like, what comes up? Uh, just like, I mean, it's not a question of, like, is he there? But just like, I wonder what... If God is watching me, maybe you know. You like, actually think that? Well, I don't know. All the time. From well, a distance. I, don't, I just don't because I've been removed from the church for right. a, a few years, and it's just so it's just not there, you know. So when I do think about him, it's just like, wonder what God's up to. Yeah. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. I think about it all the time if I'm like planning on doing something bad. Like I'll be like, oh like no, like karma's gonna get, like God's gonna punish oh, yeah. me. I believe in karma. Like. I don't know. Like... By the way, that doesn't fall into your Christian religion. Yeah, I know. There's nothing. Matter of fact, it fall the instant karma thing falls into no earthly religion. Uh. Karma actually means in your later lives uh. you will be paying. Not the fact that you let someone touch your breast, Dana, <laughs> and then later you get a pimple. Why? No. Why did I smite my lord? No, I just feel like... <laughs> Get it. What do you do? What do you want? Oh, come about? back to me. I gotta think about a good example. Okay, here. I want you to think about a really good example. But you'll be like, I wonder what God's doing right now. No, I'll be like, oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I feel like he's there with me, you know, but I don't... I just... It's just been remo- I've just been removed from it, you know. Did you ever remember why he didn't say to him, "Why couldn't my eyes ever work properly? Why am I a baby wearing glasses?" <laughs> I did I did say that? And then, maybe that was karma from yeah. A past and then life. I tripped on the sidewalk. Um, here's uh, Johnny Boy. Johnny Boy, you're on Manifest. Hi, Johnny B. I'm a first-generation American, so my, both my parents are immigrants, and I only bring it up because I think that if, if uh, they're from the old world, I think they really cling to religion as a crutch more than, uh, you know, uh, people who were born here or several generations in America. Well, here's and an I'm interesting not- thing. There's more atheists now in Europe than anywhere else. England uh, yeah. is a, a, a majority atheist country. Like in Sweden or Switzerland or those Nordic countries. Majority they, atheists. If you even talk about God in, in public, it's frowned upon. It's like taboo. It's like uh, it's like talking about masturbation. <laughs> yeah. Like, when Dave would come in and tell us what he did the night before, how angry we would get, I'd be like, look, that's your personal thing. Stop it. Don't you do that. Yeah, they, they're done with it. They're done with it over there. Yeah, they've just <laughs> run, run their course. Of course, they've had they've been invaded over different gods <laughs> over the years. So they're like, this has got to stop. 
and they've bent and changed their religion so many times for their own purposes. Uh, England's pretty well. Look how much we've bent uh, Christianity here in this country, where now we're like. Uh, Jesus wants you to get a really good job, or Jesus wants, and none of that stuff is in the Bible. And the fact that we bring up Jesus in football games, where I can't imagine him ever thinking that's a positive way to spend your time. Mm-hmm. Well, if he has money on the game, well, see, that's blasphemy <laughs> again. Oh, I, what is I don't it? like. Yes, oh, I follow the scam. Get me crucified. Ah, at work. See, that's that's sorry, I don't nice. like, oh my God, God. It's too wrong soon. With you. Um, let's go over there to Garrett. Garrett and Kennedy, you're my first. Hey, Ronnie, what's up? Yeah. Hey, uh, I was just thinking it would be interesting the conversation we start having if we found finally, you know, life on another planet or the galaxy, solar system, or beyond. Uh, if uh, the religious people went on, you know, if they would start saying, well, God created them too. And it'd well, be what, what did we do at any time in our history? The first thing we did was try to turn them into Christians. We get to Hawaii, which was basically paradise on earth Tahiti paradise on earth and we said to them cover up your breast and start praying you're heathens <laughs> because you people have been living like animals we're going to save you yeah because even though you didn't realize it you're all going to hell so to we're going to give you industry and god and we're going to start polluting your waters <laughs> taking all your fucking livestock and any sort of gravitation and we need and this is called an alarm clock set <laughs> I don't want you sleeping in and then getting up and making a mango drink for yourself and here's some smallpox on top of it um Sean you're on the Red Affairs show hey Ronnie thanks for having me on uh, That's my job. I just want to say uh, when I was in my 20s I just you know really got away from the church and then as I got into my 30s, I, I started to come back, things happening in my life, and then finally I had a, a son. And for anybody that, that's had a kid, to, to say that there's not some higher power, you know, no matter what you want to call it, uh, when you, you see your child for the first time... Well, first um, of all, there's, I, a, there's a very big difference between there's a higher power or there's purpose to the universe and follow this old book completely. Because it's not saying that th- that one-third of young people don't believe that there's more to the universe than meets the eye. They're saying they're not affiliated or following any kind of religious dogma. But yes. Well, the, isn't that the definition of faith then? You know, not, no, there's, a ver- there's one thing to say, I have faith that this is a universe that I belong in, is completely different than... I'm going to say these certain prayers for doing certain things. Um, I I think it's exactly uh, the opposite. And I think a lot of those people who think to themselves there could be something to the universe get thrown in with Christians when maybe in a lot of ways they're, they're more connected to to atheists. Or agnostic, I guess. That we're, that's yeah, I guess agnostic, but again, I know even atheists hates, <laughs> hate the name agnostic. You used to be able to get away and say, I'm agnostic, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> now people get mad at you because it's become no, pick a, a political fight. Um, and it's something that you have to pick up to. But I certainly, I mean, what he's saying, that could throw him in with the Muslims, and I don't think that he would do that. You're going to basically go back to that faith thing. But it's weird when you have kids, because then you go, should I baptize them, or is it up to me not to baptize them, because this is their heritage? 
My and, father was so upset that my, my brother did not get those girls baptized. Your brother wants nothing to do with it. Wants <gasps> nothing to do with it whatsoever. And every now and then my father would... And I've never heard my father do stuff like that before, but he would say, you need to get those girls baptized. It doesn't seem that big of a deal, but I think it's very interesting for you that felt so crushed down from your family over choices that you have a younger brother who lives his life exactly the way he wants to and seems to be okay with it. Where in Fez's case, he would either hide stuff or really feel bad. Or, or just, change the way yeah, we normally yeah, do, Yeah, right? change, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But your brother just says, no. I mean, to me, if you really believed in this thing, because if you're not baptized, you would go to hell. When I was a baby, if you weren't baptized, you would go to limbo because it wasn't the baby's oh, yeah. fault. But <laughs> um, then they did away with limbo. So I don't know what happens to babies now. But I used to sit there and think. Those fucking limbo babies got to be in some shit right now. It also really freaked me out. Remember the movie The Prophecy where Christopher Walken? He fucking grabbed that one kid because he wasn't baptized. He tried to turn him into the Antichrist. Oh, because that would have been easier to grab. No, that, that movie could have been great yeah. just because the way Walken was acting. And, and uh, Stultz was good in it, too. Yeah, but I also liked the way that they would sit like birds, like angels. It was really cool. Sat on a perch like a bird. It was, like, brilliant. But they actually ended up blowing it. In the whole way. Um, let's go over to Joe. Joe, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, how you doing, Ron? Yeah, I'm going through the same thing at home with my wife and, and uh, two kids. And daughter was just born a couple months ago. I was brought up Catholic. We did the whole baptism thing when we were kids, you know, and did the CCD. My wife and I don't believe in any of that shit anymore. You know, but the family, they're all old school. So we throw throw him a bone and say, all right, look, we'll go Unitarian. You know, it's like we're just saying, all right, we'll do something for you, but we're not going to be specific about it enough, and we're certainly not going to force our kids to do anything. It satisfies them. They get to keep their tradition of it, and we just, you know, wink at each other and go, you know, we're not doing shit after this. We'll just, uh, everyone gets to, it's chance for everyone to get together and just, you know, have a good time. But, But I'm not forcing any of that on my kids. Yeah, you still, you put it right there at the front door, you know what I mean? Like, you really have at least opened it up. Give him a chance. CCD is miserable. Don't put him through it. What do you hate about it? Oh, so miserable. It was boring. Every day I had to go, you had to go, you had to go to school, and you came back from school, you had like an hour to relax, and then you went to CCD. For like two hours, it was unbelievable. I was crying. My mom would like rip me by my hair, and like, because we carpooled, and she's like, "You gotta go to CCD." I'm like, "Mom, I'm not going." And then after that, I went like one year, and then the rest I got homeschooled, where I just got books. I didn't do anything. Well, that's your way. I mean, to me, it seemed like you're homeschooled across the board. Yeah, <laughs> or just no schooled. There uh, just no yeah, schooled. That's what I mean by homeschooled. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pay attention to school. I was too busy crying that it's CCD later. So that's why I wasn't paying attention to history class. Did you get anything out of... Uh, CCD? Yeah. No, I'd not gotten nothing out of it. I remember the woman telling me that the world was going to end one day, and I was crying. <laughs> that is a lot of heavy shit that they put on kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, I, mean, I, I, mean, I, I went home. It, but the first time that you hear about eternal burning, you know? It's but freaky. then the beauty of it is you go like this. Wait a minute. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that starts to set you apart. So this whole thing that if you tell a kid something, they're going to feel that way forever, I think it's dumb because Santa Claus is the perfect 
example, where without any adult's help or straightening out, you get the angle on it. And I think you come to your own religious thing is that as well, that you go like this. This is like the Santa Claus deal. Mm-hmm. Oh. They couldn't possibly. <laughs> this isn't. Yeah, but they scarred me. Like, because that's how much they scarred me. If I could Stop. still remember that day you she told you me, even that's in... how much she oh, scarred man. me. You but, don't tell children that. That's going to end one day. But, so you, now, you're taking it back to, it's, I mean, like, let me tell you something scientifically. The world is going to end one day. I know. It's going to happen. I can take happen. it now. I'm older. Well, but when I'm younger, don't tell me that. I don't want to hear that. Because I don't want to hear it. I'm miserable that I'm here in the first place. Jesus. I mean, I'd like it to end now when I was in CCD. You know what? Like, you just failed now. CCD. You out. Failed. I did fail because I remember church. one of those prayers. And yeah. I had a Sunday school teacher that told us the world was going to end in a nuclear war. Oh, oh, that's not in the that? Bible, but the fact of the no. matter is there is a very good... It's not a bad guess. <laughs> yeah, the odds are not all that bad that that's going to happen. Hey, this uh, phone bank just went out completely, just went completely dark. Is it on your side, Pips? Oh, this thing might have clicked it. Yeah. Ah. All right, Pips, relax. <laughs> we are dropping back down to DEFCON 5. <laughs> um <coughs> Here's uh, Kyle. Kyle, you're on Run Fez. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, just wanted to basically say I'm a young guy in, like, mid-20s. Uh, grew up kind of in the church. My mom and uh, my dad wasn't really religious, but my mom took me there every Sunday. I basically read the Bible and got four pages into it and just was a bunch of garbage. And over the years talking to people who follow religion and all that, and even my grandmother, who used to be religious and no longer religious, I just find it as more of a use of power back in the day, how they basically brainwash you, because think about it, back in the day they thought dragons and witches fucking existed, so I just find it more of a bullshit book to follow as far as the ten commandments though like that i believe should be something everybody follows you say that but most of those commandments are not even law i mean we have we say we're a christian um country but most of our commandments are not law at all and nobody even puts up that maybe adultery should become a crime or no Art stealing, we definitely believe in. And, well, the killing, we've really gotten around this because a cop can kill somebody, a soldier can kill somebody, and you can kill somebody to protect yourself. But it doesn't say that in that commandment. The commandment would be, thou shalt not kill. And if you look at that commandment, then you'd have to say, cops and soldiers... And anyone protecting themselves from a home invasion mm-hmm. may be lining themselves Sinners. up. Yeah. They may be. Now, there are some religions, uh, the Amish, for instance, that would rather have somebody come into them, their house and kill them than to defend themselves because they don't want to end up in eternal fire. And we think of the Amish as crazy. For <laughs> following that <laughs> commandment to the letter, we're like, Nothing could be crazier than an Amish person. So let's put them on a reality TV show. Yeah, I mean, I would want to, like, I mean, if I covet someone's wife, like, that's the good thing. I would want somebody to cover my wife, you know? Like, you, dude, you want them? good job, your wife's hot. 
Like, you think my wife's hot? Yeah, thanks for coveting my wife. You bring a chick around here, and we're going to cover her so much. <laughs> you're there, she's not even going to remember you. What do you mean okay. covet? Covet. Oh. Want. Desire, Desire. Covet. Yeah. Don't shake your head out. <laughs> <laughs> Just asking. By the way, the, no Jew- one uses that by the, way, the Jews have it, too. <laughs> Yeah. They also. Yeah. Your favorite religion, Jews? This is my favorite. I just said I'm more into it. That would be your favorite <laughs> like I'm more religion. Follow it. And the wife gets thrown in with a list of ox and donkey of things you shouldn't covet. Yeah. Um, Chris, you're on the show. Hey, Ronnie. We, uh, I raised my kids Catholic. I'm a single dad. I grew up Catholic in the 70s, a little more. I think I was a little more progressive. But I constantly, I think I go to a very conservative Catholic school for the education uh, but also for for the religion. But the the point is, I teach them that the Bible is not real. That the you know the Old Testament is you know a series of stories for the Jews. I teach them Jesus was a man of color, which gets me in trouble more than than it should. But I can't get away from the fact that Jesus, you know, there is there is not too much argument that Jesus as a man existed. No, there, there is. Well, is, I, th- I th- we is, don't have a historical record of <clears throat> Jesus. But we have we have overwhelming academics that agree that Jesus the man existed. No, we don't. No, we don't. I disagree with that. It's it's very, very much. And as a matter of fact, these stories were not written down until hundreds of years years later. Now, we also just think that we have many, many stories written about, I don't know, the blue ox or, you know, Rumpelstiltskin. I mean, those stories have been passed around as before, but no one's ever decided no, no, you don't I understand. There was a Paul Bunyan. <laughs> and he was living up in Minnesota. He was, yeah, he made he the lakes. Gigantic. They're all shoe prints. <laughs> he was gigantic, and he had a really big blue ox. Yeah, he really put our By the way, you kids it. didn't grow up on those stories at all, did you? Yeah. You did? Paul Bunyan, Rumpelstiltskin? Yeah. 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 Don't know him. What about the one who wrote a twister? This was all like American fairy tales. There was I don't like know who that is who Pecos Bill Pecos, Pecos Bill. Bill and then who was the guy who fell asleep up in the oh uh, Rip Van Winkle yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Van Winkle. but it seems like kids don't have those same American kind of mythology that's off topic oh would and like, Johnny Appleseed very good one that's a very good we one. would like grown up we would have like Buffalo Bill like t- the Buffalo Bill is real told, I know he's <laughs> real but we would like people would talk to him about him like that. Like he was, uh, like he was like a, one? yeah, made up fictional guy yeah. who killed buffaloes. He was an actual guy, and he actually yeah. did kill buffaloes. Yeah. Yeah. He also had a sideshow, I believe, right? Yeah, Something. played Madison Square Garden. That's awesome. He was the one who kind of started like, uh, well, it was, I, I guess it was the beginning of like rodeo days, okay. where he would take the, all the stuff back east, and people would be like, "Look at cowboys, <laughs> they're nuts! Oh my god, they've got buffalo!" He also killed a bunch of girls. And we all, it's horrible. You know, we've all done things. I never heard that part that he killed girls. Wait, well, yeah, put him in that well. Remember, Buffalo Bill. No, <laughs> Jesus, you. You know what? <laughs> if Fez ever gave birth to a drunk, line him uh, up, Steve. You're on the Fez. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, Ronnie. I talked to you just recently about my uh, my son. With the drug problem, but this is a this this is the other side of him. This is uh, Corey's dad. Yeah. When he was a kid, and uh, he's my only, my uh, ex-wife and I had him in CCD, you know, succumbed to the pressures, and he was resistant every step of the way. If he didn't like something, he was going to fight it. So I'd say he was eight or nine years old 
We drop him off for CCD. We get a call about 45 minutes later that he's missing, that he uh, he was there and now he's gone and no one can find him. So we uh, we drive up. He's sitting outside the building. It's winter. He's with a little buddy. They're each drinking a cup of coffee. And oh, that's so sweet. I said, Cor, what are you doing and why are you inside? He says he was bored. So my ex-wife says, get inside, go to the principal. They had an administrative principal at night and apologize. So he goes back inside. We're waiting. Then the principal comes out, asks to speak with us. He went inside. My wife said, ex-wife, she said, did you apologize? He said, yes. The principal, he, Corey said, yes. The principal says, no, I wouldn't call an apology. He told me he was exploring alternate forms of Christianity. He didn't want to be there. And I just thought that was so telling of him that he could, like, articulate that at that age. And the guy, the guy was laughing. He, he thought it was hilarious. But uh, it's, that's what he was all about. He knew back then. I, I wish you would have tried that in my school, exploring anything. <laughs> you, got, you had one explanation. You better run. You better run and zigzag run because they're Beat coming it. after you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny, you found something that you put up on the iBank today that you say you're incredibly proud of, and it's bath salts have now come to China. Uh-huh. Yep. I am not watching another face biting, am I? Yeah, you are. Yeah. That is? Yep. That is. Maybe disturbing. <laughs> Oh, oh, it's on subway. There's water Who takes a video of this instead of helping? And you can see in the video, everyone is piled in the corner of the fucking subway car to stay away from this cannibal, this psycho. Um, the Chinese, actually Asians in general, they're very low context culture. Meaning they don't really like I don't know. This is just what I learned in class last what year. What about Bruce Lee? He'll fucking go high contact. Uh, I guess so, but no con- high low contact. Meaning they're la- oh. they're not really like I don't know like go forth and defend. And they don't help other people when people are in trouble. Basically, the fucking guy's face was covered in blood. The attacker. I see someone's mm-hmm. face being eaten. I'm gonna help him. It's us. How uh, this picture's up. I can't believe it. It's another cannibal. Cannibalism now on, on every single continent. Yeah. It's spreading. It's yeah. really scary. Oh. It's gross. It's fucking horrifying. Ah. And the fucking guy's fighting him off. Yeah, but and not hard enough. And he can't. He's fighting him off like your fucking junior high school girlfriend. Like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> my face. Don't nibble my nose. That, by the way, there is another reason that boys get confused about no. Because some good girls say no, even when their little their yeah. little bodies are thrusted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear you. No, uh, I grew up where no means I know. You're nice. You're a good person. No one's going <laughs> to fucking spread rumors about you. We did this at RA training. Like, we had the woman from district district attorney's office come, and she was from the rape department, like the unit, and uh, she was telling us, like, what no means and stuff like what that. What does and no mean? No. Basically, <laughs> no, but like, I think I asked her, I was like, what if um, you're having, I forgot what she said, but I said, what if you're having sex and then you say no, but they don't stop? Does it still count as rape? Yes. And she never answered it. No, that answer is yes. You think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone thinks yes. Yeah, it's yeah. right. Yeah, right. if the woman it's doesn't right. want to have sex uh, Yeah, but she already got yeah. into the thing. She already engaged in it. 
Yeah, and now she wants to stop. Yeah, that's so the same so exact thing. It's just like the fact that if a, if a girl has sex with you once, it doesn't mean that she has to have sex with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It would still be rape. The term here, the legal term, is back off, jack off. I don't That's think that the, works, though. Huh? I don't think that would work. Well, how does this work? 20 fucking years. Yeah, I would hope yeah. it fucking works. <laughs> you don't think that a woman has the right to say no? No, they definitely have the right to say no. Let's suppose this. Um, a man doesn't want to stay to the woman's fulfillment, Right? Does that give her a right to go crazy and start hitting him and forcing him to finish? No. no. But it the, it's the right. same situation. Okay. And more guys can identify with the fact that they didn't, you know, get the woman off. Then their, then their orgasm suddenly becomes so important <laughs> that it's worth <laughs> completing over a woman screaming and crying, <laughs> no. You got to get the jizz out. <laughs> That's why you need a safe word. Uh... I don't know. Yeah. Then you yes. need a safe word, yeah. so, you know. It's not going to cut it. This really means you have to stop. What's safe word? Like, in, uh, if you're, like, in an S&M thing, spanking or, okay. you know. Um, like Fifty Shades of Grey. Play okay. rape, whatever. You would have a safe, safe word. word or a phrase to say, no, okay. this really does mean no. Because they, you know, no might be part of the fun during spanking. It's ridiculous. Oh, that's true, but. No, no should be there should be don't say no unless it's emergency. You but that, say, you could be okay. you could be play acting and be like, No, I don't but it's all So part then stop play. and then have a discussion about it. Hey, no, what did you mean by no? Or when you could just have a fun, you know, code word there to stop just it say or a phrase. George Washington Carver. And but would you confuse that would just me if I just scream that out? Yeah, I mean, I do, that would just be more for me. Yeah. The, the, this was a dangerous one I did with a girl that I was with. Because our, our code word was, now put it in my ass. Oh. And now, <laughs> like now, here's the mistake there. It's more like a code <laughs> phrase. Yeah, here's the mistake there. That could mean two things. Yeah, it's probably something that just means one. Now, it's very interesting to me, Dana, that all the men would be able to say here, no. No matter when a girl says no, it stops, and you're the girl. I feel like yeah. guys don't really ever need to say no. It's usually the girl saying no. Yeah, but I'm mm -hmm. saying we would respect the no, yeah. where you, on a jury, would be like, yeah, but she did stop. Oh, she she got it in the first, dog. <laughs> Come on, home jury. There is, there's more Italian to you than Jew, I believe, mm -hmm. when I hear that yeah. phrase of, she asked for it. <laughs> she asked for it. She took it, hey. Oh, my God. That's a terrible thing for a woman to say. <laughs> You're killing me. Did you um, did you see a very respectable Stanley Tucci bringing in the Italian culture in here mm -hmm. yesterday? Did that make you feel like the Italian culture that you missed? Um, yeah, I've been to Italy a couple times too, so it was like he his. But his he lives it the point. whole time. Yeah, that way that he where he goes, everybody sits around. We make a couple of pizzas. Yeah, eat, crazy we drink. Sunday, we you know, talk. Pasta. Blah blah blah. And then I'm thinking, hey, after this, we all together. I think it's really really nice. I love it. That's I mean, and, and the pictures in the book of his of his oven in the backyard where he just hosts parties yeah. and shit. Mm -hmm. But here's the sad thing about Americans: 
And then there we are with TV trays watching a Sunday football game with a laptop. Shoveling. <laughs> Where's my updates? Like, Italians, we're all about family. It brings us closer and stuff, so it's good. Yeah, but you guys get too close, actually. Oh, yeah, like, you know, brother-sister fun. Do you know how fast you have to be to be an Italian virgin when you're a kid? Oh. I mean, you got to be quick. Reminds me of a joke that goes, what do you call an Italian that can outrun her brothers? What's that? A uh, virgin. Oh, oh ah. damn. Oh. They can be used for anything, too. You can just switch the Italian. It, it, can, it works for... It's a joke. That's all right. Multiple uses, you're yeah, saying. Yeah, Actually, it used to be a Packers joke, and I switched it to Italian for this purpose. <laughs> Do you think that that thing, the Dana story is uh, true, Hicks? All right. Um, at first, I... Wasn't sure what was happening, but then as this video keeps going, and, and uh, towards the end when the guy, you can see the fucking guy fighting him off, I say this is 100% true. But I, wouldn't you be swinging like a crazy man? I think this guy's just overpowering him. He's just, he, he can't be swinging, he's trying to grab his arms to push him away, but this guy's already fucking bitten his face. The attacker's face is covered in, it's a mask of goddamn blood. Crimson mask? Crimson mask, yeah. And then they just fall to the ground and they're still, still struggling, it's fucking horrifying. I don't believe it. I think it's true, man. He looks like he's actually struggling against this dude. You just can't fight him off. This guy must be high on some crazy Chinese bath salts. Maybe he just got out of the Foxconn factory. I don't know. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> oh, it's a giant country. <laughs> no, I think they most of them work there. A lot of people need fucking iPads and iPhones. It's That's fucking like, huge. That's like saying everybody in America. You probably work for Apple then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know anyone who works for Apple. Well, that's all California. You know, though. you all work for Apple. All you Americans, you got those Apple jobs. I'm a um, genius. Duh. Um, let's go over. Lewis already thinks that Dana and Chris Stanley are bullshit. Guy Lewis. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, I think that video is bullshit. Just for the simple fact that in China, don't they have like those strict drug laws? Like, you can't just bring drugs into China like people do here. I think it's just fake. Well, no one said he was on bath salts. They just said he was eating someone's face. Yeah. It could be just an insane face eater. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's just too much of a coincidence, I think. No, What's the coincidence? So the guy just people bite. Like see people's faces. Anyone who's ever been in a, a fist fight before has bitten somebody. I don't give a fuck who you are, particularly on the face, because if you bite them right here, it is so easy just to open up everything. Rip up a nice face. Ah. Right up above the eyebrow there. Just give that a bite right across the eyebrow. That thing just tears off like veal. Mm. And then all of a sudden, the blood's mm. everywhere. No one wants to fight when their face is all bloody. <laughs> they don't know what happened. Can't see shit. Yeah. I think this fucking video is real. I thought it was fake when I first started watching, but the, the, the fighting, the guy like struggling against this dude to try to fucking not die, it seems too real to me. Yeah, I think it's real too. Yes. What do you think? Uh, I want to believe it's not real, but it looks really real. So, so which one is it? Just I think it's real. I think it's real. I mean, you're like an undecided fucking I know, Virginia voter. I just voter. really want to believe it's think, not. Uh, I'm going to say not real. Oh. It's the... the the struggle isn't. I mean, there's blood, but the struggle isn't there. It's the there guy's putting. I mean, even on, I don't think it's there either. On both parts. I mean, I think the guy, the one guy, is oh, not putting no up problem resistance. With the aggressor. I got no problem with the aggressor. It's the guy underneath that isn't doing such a great job. 
until he gets up off the thing. But I can't believe these other Chinamen can't fucking help a little bit. Yeah, but we don't know what led to this. You know what I mean? Like they might have been friends doing this shit for a while. Ugh. All right, we uh, had this stuff up about the video games with Ohio uh, State, a marching band, the other day, and that became giant. And Hicks and Pips became incredibly frustrated because they felt the that when we talk about video games, it's always 80s yeah. video games. And it is true. It's still Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong, <laughs> Space Invaders. Yes, I get We it. had everything. Pac-Man, yeah, Pac-Man. I know. Nineties is left out. Yeah, and I think that's where the nineties is where it really blew up. It's where the, the video game industry took hold, and not just with like little kids in arcades in the eighties. It's where like Super uh, Super Nintendo, Genesis, PlayStation. Well, here's the thing: in the nineties, I think this happened that the stuff that you could play at home was equally as good to what you could play at an arcade. When the 80s, if you had an, a home thing, it really blew. <laughs> but you were happy to have it, but it was nowhere near what you could play at an arcade. In the 90s, you're like, I think this shit is better than what I got at, at the arcade, and I'm pumping quarters in there. Yeah, I'm just staying at home now. I'm yeah. Now I can make one purchase, stay at my house... Now, I do feel sorry for you guys that you never know, like, how fun the arcade culture was. Because that was a place that you could meet chicks, and you're smoking, and you just, you know what I mean? <laughs> and all that kind of went away. Yeah. Once you went home, kids became, I think, somewhat more pussier, for <laughs> lack of a better term. Because yeah. you didn't get out as much. The, the only piece of the arcade thing I got was in the early 90s when Street Fighter Two came out. They were there would be a Street Fighter Two fucking arcade in every single candy store and bodega in New York City, and there was always like five or six dudes crowding around and fucking playing Street Fighter Two, and they really did equate that with fighting as if. Hey, is that a clip behind you, Fez, on that uh, computer? No, that, that's a remote. That's some sort of Velcro thing there. That's really weird. I thought that was a, a cigar clip. Uh, all right, so. You and Pips, the two, I like to call you the girlfriends, <laughs> have put together this week's The Five. It's The Five on 90s uh, PC games. Now, in the 90s, like Super Nintendo Genesis blew up, but t- the 90s PC games laid the groundwork for even more a gigantic, bigger industry. Like, Doom came out for PC in, in 95, 93, excuse me, and that created... The first-person shooter genre, like you know, Call of Duty today, yeah. is it's, you know sixty billion dollars on their opening uh, opening day. The five uh, is nineties computer games. I did play Doom far too much, <laughs> and it is a. Uh, in hindsight, it can't be a healthy good thing for you. Oh, oh yeah, no. you're a marine murdering demons from hell. Yeah, and but- I remember like going to sleep and seeing. The levels, yeah. Right before I went to sleep, I could see those levels as if I was in that. <coughs> and wasn't Doom one of the games that they said that the uh, Columbine kids, yeah, were yeah. obsessed for? They, they threw that in there with it because it did mm-hmm. look like a Doom game. What they were doing, it was yeah. fucking scary as shit. They said their like accuracy was like ninety five percent, even though they hadn't really shot guns before from playing Doom for so many. Yeah, hours, but they were apparently. also shooting people at, at fucking. 
who weren't expecting it, who were in class. Yeah. yeah. And then Doom laid, laid it out for the first-person shooter, and like a whole bunch of them came afterwards, and then eventually led to you know the Call of Duties and whatnot. Now, but, you, but in your opinion, Doom was kind of the granddaddy of all the first-persons. Yeah, so, that's yeah. the one that blew up and then really made people be like, holy shit, we got to make more of these. This is a viable genre that we can make. All right, this is uh, their list is up on the iBang, up on the iBang. Um, let's check it out. Who's your number two on your five? Number two is a game from Blizzard called Diablo. It's uh, it's from uh, ninety. It came out in ninety six. Now Diablo came out probably maybe a little bit too early because this was a game where it basically just hacking and slashing. It's like a fantasy game, and you're fighting uh-huh. the fucking devil. But it was innovative because it created levels that just changed constantly. So you can constantly replay it and replay it and replay it. It was one of the first like truly addictive games that you could also play online. In 96, not everyone had broadband. Uh-huh. So it didn't blow up that large, but it, it laid the groundwork for games that, holy shit, we can have people play against each other online around the world, and they can, they'll, just not, they'll play it nonstop. They'll never stop playing it. And then Diablo 2 came out and Diablo 3, and it's just a giant... Communities have spawned around it. Now, nobody was before them with that. This was the one that that start that really made people realize, like, holy shit, we got something here. All right, and that's by uh, the Blizzard Games. And then next is a Command and Conquer Red Alert. This is a real time strategy game. A real time strategy game being where you like gather resources. It's almost like Sim City, but then you right. also fight motherfuckers. You like build like you know fucking troops, soldiers, whatever. And this was heralded for, like, its storyline. It was like an alternate reality, World War II, where mm-hmm. there was no World War II. And then this also became the game to lead to our, the next one, which is StarCraft. That got insane. This game, this got crazy because it came out in 98, right when people started getting cable modems and broadband. Right. So it came up with... The rise of like well, fast internet speeds. It sold it sold ten million copies worldwide. It's a game from nineteen ninety eight, and there's still hundreds of thousands of people playing it online. Especially like for, some, for whatever reason, South Korea where they have video game channels and yeah. they have tournaments where motherfuckers are sponsored to play StarCraft. But it's not uh, updated of that. It's no. still the same game. <laughs> the same game from nineteen ninety eight. People are just fucking obsessed with it and are just playing it nonstop. And it's on television. And like, holy shit, that guy fucking just made a great play or whatever. How could you watch that on someone else's play? It's yeah. ridiculous. It's, they, they air the tournaments on television. They're fucking nuts for it. Guys are sponsored. They have their their lives are paid for through StarCraft. Again, made by Blizzard. We also made Warcraft, which is now World of Warcraft, which, you know, there's documentaries on people being... I thought, obs- wow. <laughs> or, you know, people become obsessed with it and they don't have day jobs. And all they do is just play a goddamn video game all day long. That's StarCraft. Next is Half-Life, which, like, bef- like there was Doom in 95 or 93, and then Half-Life came out in 98, uh, made by Valve, and it changed everything because it was a, uh, people would say a smart shooter, uh-huh. where there weren't levels, there weren't bosses, you just, you existed in the storyline, the storyline was happening around you, it was, it was really blown up for storyline, and for its graphics at the time. And it blew everyone away. 
It sold 20 million copies already worldwide. And that's when we started talking about having a virtual life and all that kind of shit. Yeah. And yeah. He spends more ten time on his half-life than his real life. Remember that? <laughs> he cares more about his half-life than his real life. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. And then people made mods for it, like Counter-Strike, which people still play today. They still play a game from 98. They play it online today. They just... Because it, it was just something that... Again, it came out in 98 when people started really playing each other online. Uh-huh. These games... It, it's not a coincidence. These games came out, and then the internet actually came at least in America. And so it grew with it. So when the internet blew up, these games blew up with it, and people just became obsessed with it because for the first time they were able to play these things. All right, I'm seeing your five on the 90s computer games, and I notice most of your games are guy-crazy games. Uh, you didn't bring up the Zelda, which, for whatever reason, that was that fantasy game that a lot of girls were playing. Oh, yeah, Zelda, they, uh, girls love Zelda. Well, I, just, I focused on straight-up PC games for this. Oh, get out of PC more than anything Yeah, else. PC games, yeah. Which and also these games could were better played on PCs and not on consoles. Like the first person shooter, not, there were no first person shooters on console games before they started blowing up on PCs. Also, real also games like StarCraft still aren't on like your Xboxes or whatever. Was there a reason for that at the time? Like, did they? Was it like the mainstream was worried about the first person shooters? Oh, uh, they were a little freaked out by it. Yeah, yeah. they were like worried. Like, is this too violent? Is this going to fuck with people's heads? Which is it too violent or just violent enough? I think it's fucking just violent enough. I do admit that Doom can get you into a weird place. It's scary. It'll fuck you up. I was just playing uh, Doom. Yeah. Listen to Nine Inch Nails. Oh, no. Like closer or something? No, the whole thing. <laughs> Not like you're just fucking picking the top of the pops. Uh, let's go over to Nick. Nick, you're on manifest. Hey guys, uh, you're missing one big uh, game that started it all. It was Wolfenstein 3D. It was before Doom came out. That was the first first-person shooter. It was set in uh, like Hitler's uh, World War II time. Yeah, you you guys remember that? Yeah, I remember this thing. Yeah, that was. That but was wasn't there the- also some kind of uh, weird like magic angle to it or something? Yeah, there were also demons from hell in that as well. Yeah, I like so it was end. Hitler and demons from hell. Zombies. There were zombies too, I think. Yeah, I remember that game. I, I didn't think it was as great as you. No, it, it was like the it was the basic like outline for Doom. But Doom took that, expanded on it, and blew. I think it was the same company. Yeah, yeah, ID Software. Do you remember Leisure Shoot Larry? Yeah, I remember Leisure Shoot Larry. That was the shit. All right, guys, keep it up. Yeah, Leisure Shoot Larry. His thing was sex, right? Yeah, he was like a real. Pervert. And then they would act like, "Is this what you want on your PC?" Coming up <laughs> next. <laughs> um. Ben, you're on the Renefez show. Funny. Uh, Pepper listed a lot of good games, but he forgot one of the best first-person shooters of all time was on a console, and that was Goldeneye for the uh, Nintendo 64. I played so much goddamn Goldeneye. Yeah. We should have a Goldeneye uh, tournament in here, too, because I did, too. Let's have a and land party. I, I did like it. I mean, it was fun to play the regular thing, but I did like it when you could play against your friends mm-hmm. and go into that weird temple. Oh, it was fucking awesome. And then, like, uh, one, like one buddy would have the big-ass television, so we'd go over there, set the thing up, so it would be, like, the split screen. It yeah. fun as fuck. Why was that game so popular? It's weird because video game tie-in movies are never popular. And now that yeah. one was, I think, for one reason, you could really be a sniper. I mean, their sniper thing was great. Who were you talking about it with the other day? Somebody else was oh, saying uh, that they played Goldeneye. I forgot. I forgot. Somebody yeah. that was a guest in here. 
Uh, I got obsessed with it for a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's all I played. Just in high school. Yeah, just constantly playing like the first ride. game, like with my friends, we could just play together, you know? So it was the reason to go over to places. But also that thing of the way that the guy died when he would just hit his knees <laughs> and then he would drop his gun <laughs> yeah. and fall down. Like, no! And it just felt great. Like, you're like, yeah, but I'm laying on top of this fucking tower. Let your ass up. I never liked um, the, you know, the stupid little handgun shit. That's pussy. I like the fucking uh, the, uh, the machine guns. Was one of I like favorites. just, but I liked having a sniper rifle, being somewhere and waiting for those guys to come after you. You'd just be picking them off. I I tried to just have the that patience that a real fucking sniper <laughs> has. Um, and then of course is set up the Fizz Watley comedic sniper. He lies in wait. There was a later arcade game where uh, you actually had a sniper rifle that was set up where you stand up and you have a sniper rifle and you're lining motherfuckers up. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Well, the the sniper thing is, I don't know what it has to do with JFK, but everybody's just thinking, <laughs> I think I could be a sniper. Right? I don't have to worry about all the guys shooting at me or making some daring move. Just be patient. I just lay here and have a great shot. You're far away? Yeah. Got your spotter? You know, uh, Fez has put up a video of this now, and it's weird how you recognize all these places. Holy shit, yeah. Like, yeah, you're like, oh, I remember that fucking <laughs> I was rabbit. there, yeah. Some asshole just uploading his fucking thing, like, look how good I was on there. Oh, people love doing that. upload it to YouTube and just show everybody what a great job I did. What a fucking bunch of morons. He's poning them. Um, let's go over to JR's got one that he says this asshole, Chris, <laughs> <about that." laughs> Ronnie! Yeah. We used to play Halo so much, I would just Halo sniping people all night long. Lugging this big jumping, you know, 50 feet in the air and just shoot people. Uh, your uh, phone's smashed up. That was in the 90s, though, was it? No. And it wasn't a computer game. Yeah. yeah. It was on the Xbox, but they had, yeah. had, when Halo first came out, it fucking blew everyone's mind. Yeah. No one can fucking deal we with played, that. I played Oregon Trail a lot. <laughs> what the hell is that shit? It's, just, it's like an RPG game where you're trying to like make it across the Oregon Trail. Yeah, That sounds like something they forced you to play at school. I swear they to God, did. they did. They did, yeah, actually. I remember playing it at school, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't like any game that teachers think is a good idea. They're like, what? Come on, this is bullshit. Pokemon 2 for the Game Boy was pretty... That was my generation. That was pretty awesome. You I'll still think, play today. What was the... Um, I'm trying to think of the one that I fucking played on the Game Boy until I beat the whole thing. <laughs> and it, it took fucking months. Was it... Uh, Zelda? Like Donkey Kong. No, it was... Yeah, it was tied in. was one of those fucking offshoots. Yeah. God, I gotta think of it. It fucking drove me nuts until I finally got the Luigi's end of it. Mansion. Final yeah. Fantasy. And it was such an empty feeling. <laughs> yeah. You're it's... like, well, uh, that's it. That's done. It's yeah. over. Something I was obsessed with for an hour and a half, two hours a day yeah. I had, is gone. I had Mario, and I never beat the last level. Then, like, a year ago, I finally beat the last level after 13 years. How'd it feel? Kind of empty, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just... like... It's sad. Yeah, when you buy like Wonder Bread and then it's kind of like stale. We, yeah, you know what Alexander went through when he had no other <laughs> worlds left to conquer. It's done now. Well, the fucked up thing now is that in video games they just get, will give you random tasks to complete to make you feel like you gotta keep playing the game, and people are obsessed with it. like on Xbox the fucking metal points or whatever, game badges. 
Uh, a lot of people commenting on this uh, on the iBang. If you go up to the five ninety stuff, um, let's go over to Tyrone. Your manifest. Hey, Ronnie B. I got a game for you. Uh, Paperboy. Game was hard as fuck. Yeah, oh, that yeah, wasn't Paperboy. the 90s, though, right? Didn't that start I think the 80s? That, was... that was late 80s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how about Spy Hunter? It was late 80s. Uh, Frank, you're on the Manifest show. Million bucks, Ronnie. Hey, uh, I don't know which one came out first, but I remember at the same time as, like, the Doom era, I've been playing uh, Duke Nukem quite a bit, and I don't know uh, how popular that got, but I figured that should be brought up in the five. Yeah. Duke Nukem was popular because, like, there was titty dancers in it, but it wasn't a very good game. <laughs> And then the running joke was, we're going to make Duke Nukem forever, the fucking Duke Nukem 2. And it took them like 30 years because they blew all their money, like on fucking just partying, because they made this one game. They They're made a bunch it. of fucking lunatics. <laughs> yeah. And then they finally came out, and it was a giant dud. Uh, Yeah, sure, because it's like Bad Out of Hell 2. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy, you're on the Run of Fez show. One of the games in the 90s they used to make us play in school was Carmen San Diego. Where oh, in the Carmen world San- is Carmen San Diego? Yeah, that yeah. was one of the things that they took that off the PBS uh, and then made it into a game. And like yeah. teachers like, hey, you guys yeah, can play Carmen San Diego here at school. I want to yeah. go to Queens and play it for real. And then I think they did a thing like where in time is Carmen San Diego. They yep. tried to make it a history game Yeah, yeah after remember. that. Mm-hmm. Um, she was never in Pisa. Rick, you're on the right Fed show. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, I got a new game and an older one I love. I'm sure someone mentioned it. Because, of course, Doom was like the game. Yeah, it started for the that's computer. Started this whole conversation. Yeah. Brian in Danbury, you're on Reddit Fez. Yeah, you forgot two big ones Mist oh, yeah. and Marathon on the PC. Mist. Mist was the thing where they started to think that kids were falling into their own world when they would start to do like mm-hmm. the 2020s about that. This is a world that you probably don't know about, but I guarantee you, your children do. It's the world of mist. Remember that game had like six CDs or something? Yeah. Like, like, oh my God, how huge is this thing? It's going to take forever to play it. Now that it's on a fucking flash drive. Um, Eric, you're on the run of Fed show. Well, so let me try again. Go ahead, Eric, in Orange County. Hey, how you doing, Ron? Uh, Fallout was a great game I love. They still make it, um, but yeah, that was like my favorite game. It was based on a game from the 80s called Wasteland. Yeah, I remember Fallout. I never <laughs> got into it, though. People liked it a lot for the storyline. What about the uh, roller coaster one? Was that the, the roller coaster tycoon? Really? Yeah. yeah. Where you would be playing and you start this like really great fucking Six Flags yep. for yourself. You're doing great, and all of a sudden you're noticing that the lines are getting too long or people <laughs> yeah, are throwing up, and you get really start to get really mad and yeah. there'll be a fucking accident somewhere. I gotta yeah. get to, my business is down. This is terrible. Oh, man. But Not for a little while, things. you're like, I am running the greatest <laughs> fucking amusement park known to man. And I have badass <laughs> fucking roller coasters Just that wait no till I build before. a cyclone. That'll put me over. Yeah, and you really thought, you know what, with the right... Benefits in life, I would have made something out of myself. Yeah. Now I'm looking over Fez. All this stuff is just like Greek to you, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. I never played one of these games at all. So we can add video games, movies, and books to things that you've never brushed up, and sex. Sex. That you never brushed up to get. And any sport outside of wrestling and the Bucks. (sighs) It's really getting limited. I was reading this uh, thing. Joel Stein is doing this book about 
when he found out he was going to be a man, he he panicked because you know like his you know he was going to have a kid, and he realized he wasn't a man at all, and he didn't know how to throw a baseball or fucking camp or oh, anything. Shit. So he put himself through all these things, but he went and um, started talking to pro football players and the guy who made you cry. Oh, Warren Sapp. Um, said in football, they always say it's a family, but we leave men behind all the time. If somebody can't keep up, they're left behind. Somebody's hurt during practice, we move everything over 15 yards and leave them to get hurt. And I'm like, that is true of the AP, your fucking ACL's gone? Forget it. Yeah. We've moved on. We got, mm-hmm. No one sits around and thinks about it. We got to get another fucking running back. Sorry, dude. When uh, Tom Brady was hurt that year, he didn't even travel with the team. Didn't, and then he said, I didn't watch the games on TV. And they're like, you were really curious? He's like, no, I was trying to work on my own shit. <laughs> Gotta get my shit together. <laughs> they don't have that whole team alliance that we have as we're watching. <coughs> well, I thought that that was the mo- mo- really interesting that he would say that. Of If if your guy can't keep up, he's yep. not your boy anymore. Um. But this whole thing about Joel Stein. Do you ever feel like less than a man? Uh, yeah. What Every part now of it? and then. Uh, sometimes uh, in social settings. So, like, if I'm too stoned, for example, just like, oh, man, I do not want to talk to anybody right now. What am I doing? Or, like, I can't build shit either, you know? So, like, I wish I could, like, build a chair if I wanted to to sit down. That's and, amazing, you know? the talents to have. Yeah, that's an amazing thing that you didn't pay enough attention to when you mm-hmm. were a kid. But yeah, if you had your own woodworking stuff, yeah. well, that did something to be fucking feel good about. Hell yeah, just have mm-hmm. a garage full of shit. If I could like weld something, that'd be here. Awesome. Would be my things that I wish I could build. Um, <laughs> guitars, I find that fascinating. Yeah. And canoes, I just find them to be beautiful. <laughs> and I think I must have this thing about <laughs> bending wood. I just, I can't get it into my head. How do you bend that? Perfect. And then make it fit together. Yeah. But when I see those canoes that are built from scratch, I'm like, that's the best. It's carved it out of a tree. Yeah. My dad uh, would build clocks, like wooden clocks, uh-huh. grandfather type clocks and all that. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing, amazing thing to do. I have a one friend who's just fantastic at building like amps and guitars and pedals like that because he's a music tech kid. Right. And it, like, he's just really smart too, and he'll try to explain it to me, but then he gets into like really detailed physics behind it. I'm oh, just yeah. Like, dude, just just tell me like what wires to put together, dude. I can do it. What's, what screw <laughs> did you use? You know? But yeah, it's just, you know, you got to know a lot of science too to do that. So you just feel so left out of that. You just feel like not part of that at all. Yeah. Feel less what about than you, Hicks? I feel like a man most of the time. You're a man, dude. I mean, I've dealt with fucking crazy bullshit, you're whatever. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, I mean, you can't build a canoe. No. But you're still a man. Like I could break stuff. You're not like Joel Stein. Like, right away, that whole thing of, what do I do? I'm going to go join the scouts. I'm like, <laughs> dude, you're not coming off manlier. <laughs> That's the exact opposite. Really, we're just going going to a blind and hope for the best. I I couldn't believe that he couldn't. Throw, <coughs> he, he made it to. He grew up in Jersey. He made it to fucking to adulthood and didn't understand throwing a baseball. Never, never anything organized sports or anything or nothing. 
damn man, you gotta man. fucking jump on that shit. Some guys just a little bit, just a little scary bit. to him. Well, this is Paul Fig, he was uh, the same kind of kid where you know he was like <laughs> terrified during terrified during gym class, terrified about everybody was going to take a shower. And he was like, I couldn't get over the fact that no one else cared that people could see their dick. <laughs> but if you just fucking focus on it's not a big deal, other people won't will act like it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Just be the guy who fucking goes into the shower, yeah. and you don't have to be terrified or worried or anything. Oh, man. Come on, show that dick off. I just went as fast as I could. <sighs> And then accidentally put on another kid's underwear. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't want to hear about that. Oh, my God. Accidentally? Acc- yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. So he was warm. He just felt the warm of his balls. Oh. <laughs> Did you smell it? Yeah, of course he Don't did. Don't worry. He was Mormon, and it was magic underwear. That's nice. I never have to wash it. Brian and Cherry Hill, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. It's funny that you bring up this uh, the woodworking thing. I just saw a video recently. The actor that plays Ron Swanson on Nick um, Parks and Yeah, yeah. He is a huge, huge uh, woods craftsman kind of guy. And some canoe company actually hired him to do an instructional video, and he built a canoe for the first time doing it. So well, yeah, he's video. got his own shop. Like he has an industrial, yeah, you know, village somewhere. Oh, you know, when you go into that. And it's it's pretty big, and um, I he can make canoes. He yeah, can build wood. But he looks like a guy that could build one. I don't know. Maybe it's the mustache. Yeah, well, he can pull it off. He's handy, as right. they say. Um, well, canoes are beautiful, but those lake boats, I don't know the name of them that you can see. Like, they'll still do it upstate where they have those old wooden... Like, there's nothing romantic about a plexiglass uh, boat, but a wooden boat, like, that is just gorgeous. Like those old 60s wooden speedboat type things? Yeah, I think they might Mm. even be older than the 60s. I think they could go back to the 40s. I don't know their name. If anyone knows it, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ-866. Don't waste time on that. These are made out of wood. Um... Let's go over to Dan. Dan, you're on Run Hey, Ron. Uh, I just wanted to bring up another video game. Uh, it's been around since the 90s. Uh, it's probably the most played franchise uh, on the PC, and that's Civilization. And yeah. in fact, uh, a guy just recorded playing the longest Civilization game of all time. It was like 10 years. And it was, uh, it was like a post-apocalyptic world. He was still playing the same game and couldn't make any progress. So uh, that, was a, that was a great game. Yeah, I think Sid Myers is the guy behind that, and that yeah, that's right, yeah. I know people like play not not for ten years, but like the Civilization game is going on for a month. I can't fucking beat it. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, man. And that's the whole point, right? Like you will end up in a nuclear war. Yeah, you will go down. We're going like, to destroy. You're going through time. It's like you start like I don't know, like ten thousand BC or whatever, and then you go through like the Space Age. Right. See ya. Wow. Um, Frank in Florida, you're on a fez. Ronnie, those boats are made by Chris Craft. All right, we're going to look it up. We've been struggling here uh, looking those up, but we'll see if those are it. They're just um, absolutely uh, gorgeous, though. Yeah, look at those boats. It's like a classic car almost. That thing's awesome. And then 
how do you get that? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's got to be pretty much built to perfect specs. And they're just absolutely gorgeous to look at. They would be beautiful no matter what they were doing. But the fact that you can then take them out and go skiing and fish and stuff is just phenomenal to me. Um, here's Chris and PA. You're on Rona Fez. Hey guys, yeah, I just wanted to say, um, Pepper, your list is perfect, but I would switch Command and Conquer out for any of the Sims titles, Sim City or just the Sims themselves. Great list, though. The Sims was also very big with girls, right, Chris? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, even even uh, in college, when the, the, just the Sims came out, when you could just have people, all the girls are playing. Like, look, it's like I made our dorm. It's great. There's you. Yeah, they're trying a- to make it look like <laughs> Like, what? The fuck? <clears throat> yeah, the Sims really blew it up. Then Sim City was around in the 90s. Uh, Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, to uh, combine your interests, Ronnie, of the woodworking guitars, I'm actually on my way over uh, right now to uh, a luthier shop. He's uh, building a couple of bases for me. <laughs> That's really terrific, man. It's amazing work. It's just amazing. Yeah. And there's only... X amount of guys who really do it on a high level these days, right? Yeah, I mean, they do it well. I mean, anybody can order these uh, parts offline and just screw them together. But yeah, you don't want that. Actually, when you're talking about a guy you could sit down. And, like, these guys, because sometimes you'll see it on CBS Sunday morning, and they'll show, like, they'll have this guitar, and they're like, oh, well, this is the one I built for Clapton. And they'll just, <sighs> you know, show it off. And what happens is that, you know, Clapton will call a guy and say, like, this is what I, that's kind of the sound I'm thinking about. And this is the size and the way I like to hold it. And, like, they actually that. meet with them first, and then they start to put together, and they send them drawings and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, at the end of it, you've created, it's like a piece of art that then art can be created on. <laughs> yeah. It's an art, that cre- uh, art creator that's art. It's really bizarre when you think about it. Yeah, it reminds me of like in Kill Bill with like the guy who makes samurai swords, like the Hathori Hansel swords. Oh, you know yeah. You what I'm saying? And, and then he's going Yeah, he was one of a kind. You're going to kill <laughs> Bill. That fucking sword could kill you just by sitting there. Know, yeah, it's so sharp. Uh, Imagine just had it in his goddamn closet. Come on. You should have been rocking that to the strip club every night. <laughs> Here's Rick, who says that Chris Stanley is a fucking failure. Go ahead, Chris. I'm, I'm the best winner ever. Fail dozer. You're a fail dozer. Thank what you. Do you. Why? What do you got? Ultima. Ultima Blue. Never mentioned Ultima. Ultima, Ultima sucks. Huge. That should have been number one. No, it, it should sucked, not have. But it was huge. I don't care. I was going for fucking revolutionary quality. games and quality games. Ultima sucked a cock. You're a ham and egger. You know what? I like ham and I like eggs. Uh, here was my biggest problem with your presentation. Yeah. I didn't think that you included pips enough. I was very interested in Pip's angle on this. And you're just like, shut up, Pips. Like Chris Stanley room. Pips going to jump in. Maybe he was all locked up. No. He's deflecting. I he is. Deflect you're deflecting. Bring, give it to me. I ain't deflected anything. Uh, Paul in Tennessee, you're on Fez. Yeah, uh, you're talking about The Sims. It was a great game. So? Yeah, I, I used to bring in uh, the neighbors to my house, and I would, like, be a serial killer. I'd 
lure them in, and then they go to the bathroom or something, and then wall it up and take out all the furniture, so they just die. That's disgusting. Yeah, I know people who do that all the time. Look, I just, I just kill everyone. I'm just creating people to kill them. Isn't it great? I guess. Yeah. You're watching the digital life die. You're a dick. Uh, hipster, you're on a fence. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, this is David. Uh, hey, Ron. Hey, the, uh, the boat name, I think that's a skiff. And uh, another game might be Dragon Warrior, which I believe is a predecessor of Final Fantasy. And I don't know if that was just for PC or the Council, but I think that was for Final Fantasy. That was like a 80s Nintendo game. That's not that PC. Uh, Mike in Florida, you're running Fez. Hey, how you doing, Ronnie? Good. Uh, Riva Boats is the one you want to look up. R-I-V-A. They're still handcrafted wooden boats to this day. And the entire thing is made by hand? Yes, sir. What would something like this set you back? Uh, I've hauled a couple of them around, and you're looking, you know, 200 grand for a basic model. Now, you wouldn't want that on the ocean because of the salt water? Is that for lake only? Uh, you can run it in salt if you want. The problem is if you leave the boat in the water, you get worms which actually eat into the wood. Yeah. So you gotta, you really got to pull them out of the water, and you really have to take good care of them. I'd, yeah, I would actually, I wouldn't do this until I could have somebody that would do all that shit for me because I'm just <laughs> too fucking lazy. But to just simply look at that, it's just absolutely beautiful. It's a pretty-ass boat. And nothing can compare with that Wood, it's just gorgeous. I want to see like a fucking yacht made out of that. Because to me, that's always this. Like the old school you yachts? Just, yeah. It's like a schooner or something? Yeah, you're just fucking cruising around. You're fucking digging life. That's some candy shit. No, that's just a fun. That's, that's a modern. Boat. Jesus Christ, stay off of that. Google like schooner. Come on, dude. Let's do it right. Let's not take all our time. Let's speed. Speed's sell, everything. Sell yacht. Speed. Sell speed yacht. that shit. Speed, yeah. speed it up. Speed, come, on. come on, you got too speed. slow. Your fingers are barely moving. Come on. Oh, no. Come on, man. That's not it. Come oh, my on. God. No, that's not it. No, come on. Forget it. Google Captain Ron. Like that. Um, Steve Boston, you're a manifest. Hey, hey um, talking about the, uh, you talk about guys who can build their own stuff, like build a table, build a chair. Yeah. There's this guy on TV, I was a kid he used to watch in the old Yankee workshop, and he, he built a table, but he built it with these old-fashioned tools, like with fucking ropes and strings hanging off of them, tools that he made. Just unbelievable watching this guy. So, like, the tools would have been, like, Middle Ages? Yeah, like, he built a lathe, but he had, it was like a friggin', like a bow, and have, um, like, a string, and he'd move it back and forth, and it would spin the... Spin whatever he's trying to grind down, you know. But it was just amazing the shit that he could he could make with basically nothing. And he didn't you know? even have like a design to do that. He's just doing it off the top of his head. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna build a table. I'm gonna show you how to do it with all these fucking wacky tools. You know, because uh, you can get like specs, like oh, here's all the specs, blah blah blah. But to be able to do that yourself. You know, and just be able to pull that off. Phenomenal. Oh, yeah. There's this old documentary about this guy in Alaska. Rockumentary? Yeah. It's a mockumentary. Okay. It's about a guy in Alaska, but he builds his own log cabin, all his tools, just in the middle of the woods in Alaska. I forget what it's called, but it's, like, incredible. He builds a log cabin. 
Well, those like kind of like you ever see like those giant log cabins like Ralph Lauren lives in one when he's out west mm-hmm. and they're just like so fucking gorgeous. If you drive, um, I think up 95, maybe um, there's like a log cabin show space. Yeah. Well, that's those kits, <laughs> right? You get the kit and then you put it together. Well, no, no, it's it's actually log cabin houses. Yeah, but then what I'm saying, then you buy the kit from them for your oh, property. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm like oh, but pe- you know, people use it just to live in fucking log cabins. That would just be like, oh, that's a house. That's not even like anything. <laughs> you go, hey, is Chris living in a log cabin? You know, if he had a house, he was in a log cabin. <laughs> you know, he's not on the East Coast where he's building with stone. You couldn't even build out of sticks. A fucking pig could, a wolf could come by and then blow it all in. No. Yeah. <laughs> now you're running over my brick fucking house, you two assholes. You <laughs> gave me so much shit earlier. <laughs> um, here's Drew. Drew, you're on the Run Fest show. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, look, talking about luthiers, um, to talk about, like, Pecker's. Uh, Big Hero, Trey Anastasio, and like Les Claypool, they only play instruments made by, you know, their guys. Right. And and honestly, I mean, those instruments, like Trey Anastasio's guitar doesn't sound like any other guitar, and Les Claypool's bass doesn't sound like any other bass. It really is an art form. And uh, on, on a second note, the best game ever was probably King's Quest uh, on the Tandy 1000. Well, let, let's just go back to these guys that make guitars. You... you... Could make the bo- most com- yeah. beautiful guitar in the world, and then it would sound like shit. And they're clapping them when we go. This is a piece of shit. You'd be like, you don't understand. Nine months I've been building this. Look how gorgeous this. It's still shit if it doesn't yeah. sound right. Yeah. How the hell do you make something to sound great? To understand acoustics and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean it's so next so level. Much. Yeah. <laughs> that is so fucking next level. And none of those guys. Seem like they work with a lot of other people. They're like, no, I live up in Vermont. Um, I walk down. I keep my studios right down the hill here. They might have one assistant. You know, I take, yeah, and he's like fucking half weird, creepy. <laughs> and you know, he's never really going to take the business over. Like, he sweeps up. He's a good dude. Well, he's a but off. you know, he's not cool. Yeah, he's just fucking totally not cool. And you know, the guy walks down. He's got his fucking coffee. He's like. Listening to classical music while he's reading the sports page. Then he's like, well, better get back to it now. Next fucking ten hours, he's just in there grinding <laughs> on his own. I wonder if he's like, this is great, or what the fuck have I done with my life? <laughs> could have gone to trade school. Yeah, shit. I could have fucking just worked with people and went out to lunch. Well, I'm sure he loves it. <laughs> well, to, to that finishing thing where everybody's blown away has got to just feel amazing. Like, and the then man. you're like... You know, you're watching something, and then you're like, oh, yeah, Robert Cray, there he is, playing my fucking guitar. I remember that thing. I wonder how the next doing, because I had so much trouble with that. I made that. It's got to feel crazy to you. Um, Josh, Rochester, your manifest. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good. Uh, getting back to the antique boats, uh, actually, up in Clayton, New York, they have the antique museum uh which pretty much covers all of your wooden crafts the majority of them were criss crafts uh they've got pretty much the start from canoes 
uh, some made by Indians, uh, right up to uh, restoration for the old uh, wooden antique boats. Uh, they've got a huge display. It's great right there at the uh, in the Thousand Islands region. So if you're going to Alex Bay, it's a great stop. And actually, they used to race uh, race those wooden boats. Uh, Bolt, uh, the owner, the former owner, now passed. And, and and the and the biggest collections of them still around are in that Thousand Island area, right? That's correct. Uh, yeah. The majority of them are uh, Bolt. Uh, his boathouse uh, actually has uh, quite a few of his race boats, and pretty much it's, I mean, racing up there is still big on the water. Uh, they got two guys that are constantly setting uh, water speed records. One would beat one, the other would beat the other. Uh, and then they'd go back, they're still going back and forth. But they're, they're all on display. They always have antique boat, uh, you know. Go back to those there. other pictures. Because, Chris, look at this. These things here. Holy shit. I really, I would like to do a show where we either had some of those guys on to explain it, or I would love to do one where somebody who really makes great guitars could come in and explain to us how it's done. I don't want any guests anymore unless they work with uh, woodworking. Okay. uh, Or they had to be in Bronx Tale. So if you have somebody who... Preferably wrote Bronx Tale. Yeah. I'll have them on. All right. You'll have okay. them. All right. Other or than that, a carpenter. Yeah. Well, I don't <laughs> even know if I would call that a carpenter. It seems like it goes beyond carpentry to me. Mm-hmm. Woodworker? It, I don't know. Now you're asking me to Handyman. Yeah. No. no it's not a handyman. It's like a super. Super. <laughs> you guys. I want everybody fighting. I can't you sit nice. I just can't sit nice. Um... We'll just look around. <laughs> um, here is uh, Stacy in Arizona. You're a running fest. Morning, guys. Hey, how are you? Good. I was calling about the documentary about the old man building that house in uh, Alaska. This Guess old call. man did everything to build that house by hand, and they turned it into a national monument out there in Alaska. You guys ought to pull that up and check it out. It's amazing. All right, thanks. Um so many of the great woodworking places, you see those guys up in New England. As a matter of fact, we're doing Connecticut the right way. Nice. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Connecticut food and just a lot of the great kind of comfort foods they have in that area. And we want to get all of them locked in for the right way. So send, if you know Connecticut and uh, want to be part of this, send it into the editor at the Interabang um, for Connecticut the right way. So many great breakfast places, pizza places, great hot dog places. That's awesome. I, I that's what I didn't realize. That's what that. you don't pay attention to. That's one of the things about you, Chris. That yeah. you know you're just constantly drunk so much you don't <laughs> fucking see the big picture. Well, when I'm drunk, I'd like to have a hot dog. I mean, the only time I went up to Connecticut, I went to see a fish, enough uh, a Grateful Dead cover show, Dark Star Orchestra, and then I pissed on the Yale campus. Can I just point this out to you? Yeah, you lived fifteen steps. Well, from Connecticut. I went to Connecticut Liquors, the yeah. liquor store there, because the <laughs> cigarettes were cheaper. But I didn't count that like going to visit Connecticut. No, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Boston Post Road goes right through it. Uh, Eric, Kentucky, you're on Fez. Hey, y'all, not to, not to poo-poo it, but um, you know, making an electric guitar, I'm sure making an acoustic guitar is a whole other animal, but when, we, when I was in high school, I was playing in a band, and uh, a buddy of mine um, had a, you know, correspondence class or whatever it is where you leave halfway through the day. And 
his project was making an electric guitar. He's a pretty decent craftsman. He's a mechanic now, so he's he's comfortable working with shit like that. But um, it wasn't very difficult for him to create an electric guitar. Um, beyond that, though, there was something about this guitar. It, he had a couple expensive ones, but this thing, just the sound of it, uh, just blew everything else we played with out of the water. Um, you know, all that being said, though, I, I heard an interesting thing about Brian May from Queen at one point on an interview he did that um, when he was very young, he and his dad built um, his electric guitar, and that's the actual guitar that we hear on every Queen recording. It's the only one recording. he's ever played. That's what I heard. It's amazing. Like, Dad, could you make me something that'll go on to make the entire world sing along with me? And love. <laughs> and then I want to find some of those weird things that I can look at like it's a Viewmaster. <laughs> what are those things called? Steleograph, I think it was. He has the biggest collection in the world. Wow. He came on the show once to talk about it. And they were like, he doesn't want to talk about Queen. I'm like, he can talk about anything he wants. He got into this weird thing. We just, you know, followed it down, but it was pretty nutty. It was a giant book of all these old pictures. I guess they were before photography, uh, or maybe around the same time. Well, they were photography. It's just a certain type of it. It's like when they tried to do 3D. He's just <laughs> clicking everything that we talk about now. It's a very strange angle his life has taken him. Um, I understand that. I get in that when I'm on the computer. But you still talk. <laughs> Every time you laugh now, you cough. You're going to die. I honestly, We're all going to die, Ron. Yeah, I know, but not at 30, like you are. The world will end one day. <clears throat> How about both of them said, like, they said that they said that to a child. That was the truth. Yeah, I was told it when I was a kid. <clears throat> I was like, I don't give a fuck. It yeah. means I'm going to try to run up as many credit card bills as I want. <laughs> My big problem is it didn't end as quickly as I thought. <laughs> How, how big is this limit? Let's oh, go. man, this really backfired. I really thought the world was going to end. Remember when you got your first credit card and just act like you had some kind of free money card? <laughs> Baller time. You're like, what? How am I going to pay $180 a month on something? I need that money for beer and food. <laughs> what I usually spend it on. That's my drinking and fucking food money. <laughs> and now you want me to give it to you for food I already ate and drank. Bullshit. You ain't getting it. Good luck finding me. I don't answer my phone. Hope you, yeah. I hope you like just hearing a fucking ringing phone. <laughs> oh, let the message going to garnish my paycheck. Good luck. You know what? Uh, a lot of people's first credit is, and they won't pay, is their spa. Every fucking eighteen-year-old kid's like, "Yeah, I'll join the spa." And then you know you're going for a while, and then you don't go, and then they start to call you. Like, I don't go to the spa. What? Well, put me down this quit. You can't quit for three years. <laughs> what? I haven't been there. I don't plan on going back. So I, 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 I... you're drunk, lady. Uh, here's a story up on the eye bang. I got quite the kick out of. A acid head was chasing a cop. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Uh, the acid head was naked, oh. and a different cop shot the fucking naked acid head. Right now, the other cops are saying. We want to find out who he bought the asset from and charge that man with murder. So, in other words, um, I didn't kill anybody. I gave a guy asset. He got shot by another guy. Now I'm the murderer? Yeah. That that's... seems like a long reach. Unfucking believable. 
I fucking can't stand this shit. Look, that's that the gun for really my bad. prince. Yeah. Well, that's the weird thing. If you um, sold a guy a gun legally, and then he went to rob a bank, and he got killed, no one would ever say, I want to charge you with murder for forcing that cop to murder him. I think this is just crazy, frustrated cop talk. I, but I, yeah, the I, mo- think- I mean, the mom is furious, obviously, that the cops didn't just try to subdue him, that they uh, the, the cop just went ahead and he shot him. He said he him. didn't have a um, anything to subdue. He normally would have a club or, uh, you know, something to shock him or whatever. All he had was his gun. And apparently this guy was acting like a fucking maniac. Should have pistol whipped him then. Come on. No, they don't tased like the pistol whip. Something. They didn't have a tase. That's what I was it. looking for. Uh, Billy Club? So he, no, he used no, all he, he had. Oh. He just had his fucking handy fucking <laughs> service gun. My, I, You guys are off the thing. I just think, like, how could it be the asset fucking dealers? They're yeah, good. you could bust them for dealing yeah. assets. It's like mm-hmm. when they, I guess, they go off to the bar for a guy who gets a Dewey or whatever. Or for, for letting the guy I go. always hated that, too. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's bullshit. This is... Yeah. This, this You're asking people who make less than minimum wage to make a call <laughs> now on who can drink and who can't. The guy wanted acid. He ate some acid. It went bad. I'm sh- yeah. I mean, what the fuck? It had trip. And um, it really is just common sense. It, he wanted the acid. I sold him the acid. <laughs> he ate the acid. It went bad. It went bad yeah. for all of us. <laughs> it happens from it time to time. In college, Crazy Pete. So he purchased. Got, got chased by the cops. Climbed the top of the library. Jumped off. Broke both his legs. Fucking guy sold mass and didn't get in trouble. Ooh. Was he crazy, Pete? Before he climbed up on the yeah. roof. No further questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. um, it is weird because you don't know how it's going. Some people could be doing the same asset, and then someone turns weird on you. Yeah. Because uh, mm-hmm. there was one time I was doing this fucking asset with my buddy. And we were trying to recreate this fucking great night that we had when we were listening to Tales of Telegraphic uh, Oceans by Yes. And the whole thing went off and we just saw these giant letters that said love that went on forever. Like, oh, and they all had wings, right? And they were like flying. And we, we were like blissful. We were like as close as what people would call a near-death experience. We were just like, I am one with the universe. I understand what pure love feels like. Damn. I know what we're doing. So we're listening to the vinyl. At the time, and we're like, <clears throat> remember, um, Friday night I'm staying. And like we're like in ninth grade, tenth grade, something like I'm staying at your fucking house. We'll eat the fucking asset, tales of topographic oceans, uh, and we will go to that blissful place, and that'll be the whole fucking thing. So there it is. Now you can understand why this is what they would play in heaven. So. The moral of the story is never try to recreate uh, the great experience that you had before on acid. It never seems to work out. And when it doesn't work out, it puts you into a spiral. Because yeah. now you're in your own head. And you're like, wait, this isn't like the last time. Well, you always want to listen to Ritual. Ritual is the fucking song to trip on. So, there you go. Now, you're going to go to a blissful fucking place where all you see is the word love in almost like 
going on infinitely with each yeah. letter having in their own wings being yellow into orange, red, and then blue and purple. It's kind of so we're like, this is great. We're gonna do it again Friday night. We go into his fucking bedroom, eat our asset, <laughs> boom, it kicks. All of a sudden, in the middle of this, and I can't, I'm not there. I'm not seeing what I'm saying before, but I'm fucking trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying my ass off to get there. Try to pull it out. All of a sudden, in this, I hear this, this, this fucking scratch across the vinyl. And I fucking sit up, he's like this, motherfucker, someone is fucking taking this album out and put another shitty fucking album in here. So as soon as he's saying that, I see him just looking. He goes, who fucking did this? Oh, no. Who stole my album and did this? I'm like, uh, I'm, look, dude, just, that's the fucking song. (laughs) That's it, right? I know you're fucking weird right now, but this is what's happening. No, man. Some motherfucker came into my bedroom and put another shitty fucking album oh, shit. that's trying to ruin everything and make me fucking think about I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Let's get out of your house. Let's <laughs> smoke a joint. Smoke a cigarette. Walk Shut around. Up. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. So we're out on the street and I'm thinking to myself, I want to be... And this guy was like my best buddy. I'm like, I want to be with anybody but him. I don't want to be with this crazy motherfucker going sideways. So... We see this other fucking dude that we know. He comes driving up in his fucking shitty muscle car. <laughs> and he's got these big fucking ham hocks. Right? <laughs> nice. And his fucking hair is like, he's like a greaser. So he's fucking talked to us with his big sideburns and shit. And uh, he's like, my friend isn't fucking, like, I'm doing the talking. But he's, my friend is just fucking glaring at him, right? Yeah. And then he goes like this. Look, you Planet of the Apes motherfucker. <laughs> Don't start thinking you can bring your Planet of the Apes shit. And then, like, when he said that, this fucking guy's face did look like Planet of the Apes to me. And I'm like, and like, the guy starts fucking yelling. I'm like, well, who are you fucking calling? I'm like, look, this has gotten us to a place where it's escalating. None of us planned on this. He kind of thinks you look like Planet of the Apes. You know, maybe we ought to move in different directions. They're fucking, you know, he starts kicking his car. Oh, my God. I don't God. fucking need you, Planet of the Apes. And then I'm fucking trying to talk him down. I'm like, look, two things you just fucking said. Yeah. A, someone stole an album and put it in and just trying to fuck with us. And B, Planet <laughs> of the Apes are now driving around Linwood, Pennsylvania. Neither one of these things can be. And I know I got 12 hours of this shit fucking going my way. You guys had you guys hadn't even peaked yet, right? It was the beginning. Oh, no, yeah. Early. Oh, Still fucking light out, dude. That's fucked up. You know, we're fucking surrounded by row houses and just this fucking yeah. darkness and fucking hook there with just burning Nothing fucking oil to. things. Yeah. No, it's you know hard. what I mean? Just like, yeah, it's hard to get out of that. Too, no, fuck yeah. It. Yeah. Once it starts, that's why you can't do it to other people. You know what I mean? You'd yeah. be like, and that's really one of the reasons why you got to be careful when it's just two people. Uh uh, and just say, like, maybe we need a fucking third in case one of us weirds. Definitely. Because I was even thinking, like, who can I fucking call just to take some of this off of me? And something new and to just keep everything cool. Yeah, I did. Uh, w- my freshman year of college, I did, uh, I, I did shrooms, but I was the only one who did it out of my friends because they did it the weekend before because I had to, like, work or something. And it was just a really bad trip because I'm the only one 
in it, you know? Right. And I cut myself cutting an orange to begin with, <laughs> and I just knew it was going to be a bad trip after that. Got my own head and just had to sit in my room. But see, that's that. the fucking thing. You took responsibility. You didn't start fucking trying to pull everybody else down yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah. That's what you got to do. You got to ride that fucking shit. Yeah, it just know? like sucked because I was no one else knew like what I was in. You know, yeah, what no one is going to be there to understand you. Yeah. Maybe it's they're bad. all just laughing at you. Just Why don't you call you? me? I tell you, put on ritual from Tales of Telegraphic Ocean. I, Try to get this fucking shit going. Yeah. Well, what went south on you? What felt bad? Uh, I just like was in my own head to the point where I was just like, I don't want to be hanging out with this guy right now. This dude, I, I just want to smoke his weed and leave. I don't want to, I just, no, I just need to be alone, guys. And then they were pestering me like, why do you want to be alone? You're on shrooms right now. I'm just like, I need to be alone, guys. So I left. You know, there was another, this fucking happened to me one time. I thought it would be a good fucking thing to eat acid with this girl when we were going up to the fucking Philadelphia Zoo. Man, the zoo can be a weird fucking place when you because we're like, yeah. hey, how fucking funny, you know? It'll be really fun. Yeah, but it wasn't fun. It was like, man, it could be fun. scary, right? No, yeah. I just felt bad. Like it was oh. like seeing people in prison, you know. I was seeing a lion, and he's like, it was so loud when he was roaring. I'm like, man, he's the king of the fucking world. But then I'm like, but look at him. He's stuck here. He can't fucking leave. This lion can't get the fuck out. And it started freaking me out. Like, I gotta get him. Out of here. Oh, Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, I've gotta fucking. That's, somebody's gotta do this. That's not good. And it is. It's an awful thing. If you see a majestic fucking animal being kept in a cage, yeah. you, you, any sane person would say, I need to help. I need to help this person. But we're not fucking sane normally. We're uh-huh. like, good. He's in a fucking cage where he belongs. No, we get to look yeah. at him. You know? But what he is- belonged out. I just couldn't fucking do it. <laughs> I was looking around for like ways. How can I free him? And that was happening with every fucking every cage. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm like, the monkeys are up. fucked. Uh-huh. The monkeys are fucked. Why are they in concrete? Why are people throwing peanuts at them? <laughs> <laughs> That's a downer. And I just started like just despising humanity and fucking just like looking at them. And then later, like we fucking left there and we we're like driving through Philly. And I would just see these black people, and I'm like, yeah, man, you're in your own fucking cage, dude. Like, now I can fucking really, that this is still the zoo. You know what I mean? <laughs> that we've caged you in these fucking ghettos. Right. You know, we've, yeah. these projects are nothing more than bars. You know, I was fucking, uh, uh. Man. When it goes good, though, it's great. Oh, yeah, when yeah. it's good, it's beyond. But, you know, Newsweek is doing this piece that we have discovered the afterlife. Oh, and yeah, I saw that. Gawker's doing this thing of it's this drug, that drug, you know. DMT and it's what are we ever going to do that DMT show? Do the guy fucking you know writes to me. He goes, you know, fucking Chris Stanley never pays attention to me. I do pay attention to him. Yeah, you don't fucking write back to anybody. I write back. Yeah, you write back. Fuck you. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a nice write back. I'd like to do another show where there's just animals from the zoo and we somehow communicate with them. I mean, really, yeah. once you see that, I don't know if I can, you know, like, I don't go up to the Bronx Zoo. Yeah. I feel fucking bad for them. They they do look sad. They yeah. are sad. I mean, they're actually depressed. Like, like how They got you, a free willy fucking, uh, fucking yeah. fin just flopped over to the side. Yeah, it's got to be as confusing as hell for them, too. Of how am I in this situation and nothing seems right? Well, all right, there's more food. Yeah, didn't a man just jump into the Bronx Zoo? Yeah, they the do it all the time. 
That is like, most like a godsend. Like finally something that I could fucking talk like, about. Like, yeah. hey, I killed a fucking guy the right way today. You know <laughs> the way we used to. I mean, you look at what human beings have done to the planet. You know, there's not another species that feels like great about us. Well, yeah, we're killing all of them, or if we like them, we'll try to keep them alive for yeah, alive long enough for us to yeah. eat. Or like, oh, I like birds so much, I took one in my house and clipped its wings. Oh. <laughs> now it could never escape from here. Uh, this story is up, uh, and I don't know how this can happen, but Nikki Fink and the Deadline uh, <laughs> people now own Variety. Yeah, they bought, and Variety's like a hundred, over 100 years old mm-hmm. in, from Hollywood, for like it's a Hollywood uh, trade paper, and now goddamn Deadline... Owns variety, and they're going to be the ones publishing it. They didn't say how much it went for. I heard uh, like twenty five million. That's the ru- yeah, that's the rumor that was out because like the guy who was trying to sell it had to keep fucking dropping the price. The weird thing is, you know, I was reading the other day that um, that some of these fucking websites are worth so much more. Well, it's like when the Daily Beast took over Newsweek. Newsweek used to be like. Behind time, but it was a big deal. It was, yeah, it like was when Springsteen got on the cover of uh, Newsweek and Time at the same time, it was considered the biggest thing that ever happened. And now, most of the time, you don't even know who's on Newsweek unless they go, oh, we have discovered an afterlife, and it's a lot like tripping. <laughs> Maybe we could be one of those people who tries to stop zoos and shit. This is going to turn to 12 Monkeys. I fucking love that movie, man. Yeah, it was just, uh, I think it was on like last week. Or Call something. me when you fucking find out shit like that. It's really good. One of Looper's best films. <laughs> Why'd you say Looper's? Because it's Looper. It's fucking Bruce Willis. So now he's Looper. <laughs> Looper to me, yeah. You're not even calling him Die Hard. Loop hard. <laughs> and hey, another time travel movie he was in. Oh, that fucking Looper's so stupid. <laughs> That's so awful. I still really like the first part. <coughs> what part? Before it started being stupid? Up until, I guess, maybe they had the conversation in the diner. Old and old Joe and new, uh, new Joe. didn't make any sense. Old Joe and new Joe. It's just fucking Joe. <laughs> and he had, like, no connection to his own self. He really hated his younger self. And the, uh, the younger one hated the older self. They didn't even say, look, let's talk. We're the same person. Fucking weird. I noticed that. It's just they had no. He, they, no one wanted to explain anything to each other or try to see, like, really, or be freaked out. Like, I'm talking to my future self. Why wouldn't I want to know what's going to happen to me? Or even with the p- bit with his wife. Yeah. Why wouldn't you even say, "Hey, give me some fucking angles that I can keep all this from happening"? What's going to happen? You already lived through this. Fucking guy. Uh, look at his hard rock Johnny. He wants to talk about Looper. <laughs> what do I want to talk about? What's up? I was going to talk about mushrooms and acid and of course, all. That's all the only reason you ever call. Oh yeah, <laughs> that and that and football. What do you got? I just feel bad because you were talking about like you know the scratch in the record and like a bad trip and when we were in college, a whole bunch of us did you know took some acid and then like. A couple of days later, another guy on his own decided he was going to trip on his own, and we were like, "Let's fuck with him while he's on acid." And he ran away. He like he we screwed with him so bad 
um, that he actually ran away. We didn't see him for like a day. He, he just had such a bad trip. He had to leave. And I still kind of feel bad that we ruined his time. You know, it's like we were like playing really loud music and like had a microphone and we're yelling his name during while the music was playing. <laughs> it's like so you actually helped him have a bad trip. Yeah, 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 yeah. We set him off on it, and I feel like I feel bad about it. You should. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I looking back, I'm like, I, it was never like I did acid a few times. The first time I did acid, it took a half a hit at like four in the morning. It's like the worst idea ever. Yeah. Right, get your day started nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I had this fucking friend who actually said that we went down to Wildwood for a week. He goes, "Hey, I thought of a great bit that you guys can do to me." While I'm sleeping, put fucking microdot in my mouth, and then I'll wake up tripping. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even want to be part of that, man. That's I don't know, like, scary shit. That would be so weird. Like, I got, when we were in that Mardi Gras, like, maybe four, it had to be, Christ, ten years ago, and I ate what someone said was a pot brownie, and there's no way that this was pot in this brownie. No, it does really come in. It, I, it does I, get drip, trippy. I ate a fucking uh, Rice Krispie treat that was at a fucking fish festival, and it was the highest. Like I thought, I thought maybe I was dosed. Yeah, it was that I, strong. It was yeah. a fucking mind. <laughs> it is really weird how that happens. For hours yeah. and hours, I was fucked up. Yeah, I I couldn't get a hold of it. Like you know, if you're if you're gonna trip, <laughs> you know you're tripping, you're ready for it. But when it sneaks up on you, and all of a sudden <laughs> it comes out of nowhere, just creeps. Yeah, man, you're in New Orleans at Mardi Gras, and I literally, I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to die on the spot. I couldn't, like, and a couple of times I was, like, like an inch away from grabbing it and being able to ride it out, and I just lost it, and I, I it was the worst night ever, and that was probably the last time I was ever, like, I don't think I could, we, we had a discussion, I don't think I could trip now, I think there's just way too much in my life that, you know, like, I don't think you're supposed to do that as an adult, really. Well, you know? I think that you could do it as an adult if you didn't do it when you were younger. But now yeah. you've kind of fucked up the space-time continuum mm -hmm. where you would go back to that same spot. Oh, yeah. Like at whatever what age you started doing it. Because mm -hmm. yeah, totally. there was, and I'm not even bringing up the drug because I don't want to even promote it, but I used to go back to the same exact thing and anything that happened in between was gone and this was reality. Holy so shit. reality was just this weird thing, this kind of reality. Yeah. But the real place was beyond that. And I went back to it a couple of times, and it was not helpful to, to making it in this world. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's yes. not so much that it was bad to have that thought, but it doesn't help you in this. Yeah. I mean, you were talking the other day about, like, the, the drug scenes in movies. Like, that. Like when I watch some of that, it makes me think about some of the things I've done. And I'm like, it kind of makes me feel antsy. And, like, oh, I could never do that again. Well, you did like, dangerous shit with your brain, man. You know, you yeah, did dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Mystery yeah. chemicals. <laughs> Mystery chemicals, really, is what you're eating. Yeah. Because you, you don't really know what you're getting sold or what you're putting in your body. But, you know, you know there's an effect. Yeah, with no. with me like when I'm I don't know if like I'll be doing it when I have kids, but when I'm older, yeah, I'm gonna have like the best wine palette. Only it's actually gonna be a palette of wine, full of wine, and I'm also gonna smoke pot. It's gonna be awesome. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about with the tripping. <laughs> I mean, you went <laughs> some fucking stupid place where stupid people talk. Yeah. <laughs> did you, did Minnesota. You, what was your? Do you remember though, like your best trip? Like, cause, I mean, you know, there was a bunch of them Fuck on mushrooms. Yeah. yeah, you know, you just try to remember that and you try to think about like I would love to go back to that place but I just don't think it's possible you know particularly like this is the type of year 
You know, like, because you would be in high school and it would be autumn and shit and the trees yeah. and, like, you fucking, like, yeah, let's go fucking do asset and go out to Beaver Valley. And you'd be out there and you're just like, the world is so beautiful, man. Everything's so fucking great. Everything's just, like, yeah. hyper real almost. Right. Yeah. And it is. Oh, that... You're like, I'm keeping this leaf, man, because look how great it looks. You're finding some fucking thing like that. Never going to forget this leaf. <laughs> Well, it's gonna be part like of you me. fucking like oh let's take our feet off and go walking in the water you're like oh my god this water's so great <laughs> like, you know it's like I never felt water before it's like yeah, it's developing now I kind of feel like the bottom part of my body is water too yeah. like it's all the same oh my you get god. out of the water I feel like I'm still walking in yeah. water this no, is now weird. that I'm so connected to water I don't yeah. have to worry anymore I I gotta say like like and watching people like when we we did a whole a day where like a whole like there was like twenty of us tripping on mushrooms at in college and there was a kid who never ever did any drugs and he decided he was gonna do mushrooms and he was walking around with his friend all day long and his friend was one single bean from a bean bag chair and he had it between his fingers like look at my friend man some fucking dude that I was with he fucking had this like little hula girl like that it would be on thing <laughs> yeah. and he had to like it was his girlfriend <laughs> like and, you know at first it was funny and then later you're like man he's getting really weird with that hula girl <laughs> he, he ain't gonna fucking stop that shit really close to that hula girl yeah, it was. It's, it's like or another dude went up to the uh, that same day. Went up. To, it was later at night, and he went up on the peak of the house that we lived on. Like all of a sudden, we see him on the roof as far as he can go, and he's mooning the world. Is what he's yelling. I'm mooning the world, and yeah. he decided that at that point, if he pulled his pants down, the entire world was seeing him. And you're and fucking mind. laughing, like looking yeah. at him, like one of those yeah. fucking laughs that's bigger than you can ever do. That's the, that's the hardest and the greatest and the fucking best that acid laugh. Yeah. yeah, where it just you don't think it's gonna end, and it just it's just it feels good. I always turn it call it that thing that you that you turn into a laugh that you just become the laugh itself, and you're just Fucking crying. You know, you're just. no longer a person laughing. You're a laugh. But yeah, you ever do this too? It was like when, you, when you're with your friends, you're like you, you know, we're the best friends. <laughs> like no one could ever be this close. Tight we are, you know. Oh, dude, you put on that song. I was just thinking that song, and you did it. It's yeah. like you're an extension of yeah, me. That's so like, that's <laughs> the thing about us, man. That's never going to change, no matter what. I can get that just on beer. Again, <laughs> <laughs> um, now everybody wants to tell their tripping fucking stories. I got. Uh, <laughs> the, I just. I just got a full thing. I don't know where I'm going to get. And then just pro acid. Johnny does that though. That's his problem. <laughs> Uh, by the way, this is kind of horrific, but if you go over to the iBank, there's been this terrible um, collapse in Miami, a garage collapse, six stories Holy shit. all down, and they've got a live cam where they're digging you know, people out of this. Horrific. And it's always something for you to think about. That's why I say stay out of like really high buildings. Just don't let yourself get into them. Under any circumstances, we're in one right now, every, pretty much every day. Um, let's go over to uh, Trevor in Pittsburgh. You're in the fence. Hey, you fuckers just ran through a Kokomo's awesome wine palette joke. That was that was extraordinary. It was phenomenal, and he's great. And I like to bust his balls, but uh, he's fucking sitting in here, ain't he? Yeah, <laughs> hey, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just... So it works. 
Kokomo is fucking hysterical. <laughs> He's so I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat a fucking joke okay. that I said the other day that Kokomo made me laugh so hard. So I said Paul Feig is here and I go, he wants to do a show with you and Dana. He wants to do a reality show. And Kokomo said, Now that's a show I'd watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'd watch it. Yeah. And I was fucking laughing that night. Yeah. I'm like, what a weird fucking kid he is. Yeah, Kokomo is a definite weirdo. And has zero ambition. <laughs> no. Just got wants to be, he just wants to be Kokomo. No. You get fucked up. Have you gotten done your stand up yet? Uh last night I couldn't because I was too busy. So I'm thinking tonight at the Broadway Comedy Club. Where's that at? Uh, 53rd between 8th and 9th. But there's a little bit of animosity there because I used to sell comedy tickets for them. Wait, so hopefully wait. I don't run into any of those comedy ticket <laughs> vendors. It would be weird. Look, you think you're a big shot now? You're too good to sell tickets. <laughs> yeah. now you're the guy We're out there tickets. every goddamn day hustling <laughs> yeah. those tourists. These guys I'll, from the Hard Rock always tell us to move. Why don't you come and do it up <laughs> Upper East Side so I can fucking see you? I'll go to the Upper East Side. Is there a good, good club up there? Because I know like the open mics are earlier in the week, and we're all the comic strip has been there for thirty five years, and it's right around the corner from me. Oh, okay. And Dangerfields, which I have zero connection to, I don't even understand. Yeah. I've never seen people out front, and yet the club just goes on and on. Yeah, it's very okay. weird. It's like a ghost Wait, we, club. Whoa! Do you think you'll be doing any gravity jokes tonight? Um, let's see, gravity. Maybe. Uh. That was one of my favorite jokes. Yeah, oh, no, I was, I'm feeling really weighed down by, by that. <laughs> Shit. See? Shit. Kids got tons of gravity. Damn it. Gravity. He just made that up off the top of the sense. It's really good. Matt, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Matt, we got you? Yeah, yeah. Is that you talking to me? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Your name's Matt. <laughs> Sometimes there's a, I'm sure there's a few Matts. All right, I have this crazy story where I said do acid in the first period and uh, you know start tripping about third period and the art class was crazy and I draw these crazy things and the teacher would ask me like what the hell is wrong with you but this one day was for the first time that I did it towards the end of the day going through a sociology class where my wife ass friend was telling the teacher that I was on LSD the whole class but I kind of played it off like it was made up I didn't believe me but in the end, do you remember when the military used to come to your gym class? Yes. Kind of like uh, get all drill sergeant and shit? Yeah, they would ask you, you to sign up. Yeah, I got singled out by this big black drill sergeant, and he came over to me, just picked me out, and just drilled me the entire period. Were you cracking up? People knew. A couple people knew I was I was going out of my <laughs> <laughs> It was so... Fucking nuts! It was just, just like and I, I couldn't tell if it was real or not. And then after, after, after the the period was was like almost over, that we had a fire drill, and we went out to the back of the high school. Cause I never had a fire drill in gym before, so all of a sudden I was in this foreign part of the school. I was like, "Where the fuck am I? Am I?" Am I still at school? I had no idea where I there was. There was a, a thing like we would trip at school, but we could never stay. We'd finally have to say we have to get out of here. But I remember once I'm fucking tripping, and I just like it really fucking hits. And I'm sitting in this class. I'm like, oh, shit. That fucking came on 
stronger than I thought, right? Uh, so I'm just like, and no one else in the fucking class am I tripping with. So, you know, I'm just trying to just fucking sit there at my desk. I think I start to write the word Aerosmith. You know what I mean? <laughs> just keeping my shit together. And all of a sudden, this fucking friend of mine who I'd done the asset with just shows up at the door, right? And he's looking in, and the teacher's like, can I help you? But he's just ignoring her, look at me. And he just goes like this. Right? Huh? <laughs> right? That's the shit. And I was fucking busting up. I'm like, okay, you fucking got me. Yeah, I was just faking that. I could fucking We just got up and walked out of the school. It's, what else I could go, you do? Yeah. I, and she's like, where do you think you're going? I'm like, this, believe me, this is the best fucking possible thing I can do for you. I need for my help. I just, I've got to go. We're going to the valley. <laughs> It's just so fucking funny, right? Huh? Yeah, it's good. Uh, Chad in Oklahoma, you're running Fez. There are so many different chemicals out there now to hallucinate on. Yeah. The, one of the funnest and worst experiences I had was on ketamine. Yeah, why are they, they, why is it both fun and awful? I never really hallucinated on ketamine. Well, I got really fucked up off of it. If I sat planted, I got planted on a couch for four hours. It felt like I got buckled into a... Roller coaster ride, and I didn't know if I was coming back or not. Yeah, just you just can't fucking think long term when that happens. I never hit a K hole, luckily. I just had a lot of fun. Moment. Uh, I was had a lot of fun on it. At least they think it was fun. I was really fucked up. <laughs> um, Mike in Virginia, you're on a fest. Hey guys. Yeah, I just thought I'd call in because last week, well, I'm 37, and last week I had the opportunity and decided to trip with my wife. Oh, man, that's a mistake. <laughs> Actually, she had a pretty good time, but I got to tell you, I'm, uh, I guess I'm too much of an adult now. I spent most of it going, man, I got to pay my bills, and yeah, now I can't oh, read the yeah. laptop and check my balance. Look, that would sometime fun. even happen to me when I was a kid where I'd be like, Ah, uh, I my grade point average. I'm not gonna get out of this thing. Can I? That shit know, would hit me parents when parents hate me <laughs> yeah. for this. You know, I used to get good grades. I don't anymore. I would fucking come. Uh, uh, that shit would hit me when I'm coming. When I was coming down, like last like two hours of the trip, and be like, "What the fuck am I doing with my life? I'm walking around the streets of Brooklyn by myself because the party had ended." I'm fucking high on fucking drugs and just I'm. I know what, what's gonna happen mm-hmm. to me. There was this one night I was um, fucking just really like that. Like I got back in my house, and I couldn't stay, and I started to fucking walk, and I was like really weird about where am I going in my life, but then also not fucking being safe about where I was. I was going down this fucking alley, and it was like dark, and there was this like one little door, and it was fucking opened up and I had this feeling like you'll get like the answer is in that fucking door behind that door but there was also a fearful thing that if whatever I see I'm gonna be fucking stuck with and I it was so fucking hard but I just opened it up and it was like this fucking yellow light and I look into it and it was me but I was older and it was on the radio at the time. Wow. And that fucking... Oh, my God. Wow. Fucking, and I fucking... You opened the door to the future? Yeah. That's yeah. Loopered? Huh? I said you loopered? Yeah, I more or less loopered. And then I fucking... The 
I guess I would call it old Ryan, points at someone and goes like this. He's locked up. Oh. He's locked up. And then I just start like whipping backwards through this hall, <laughs> oh, flying no. back. You hit a time tunnel. Yeah, and it was like, am I going to stop where I belong at fifteen, or am I going to go back and baby? Why be in the womb? <laughs> Become that's like almost journeyman status. <laughs> how could you have known what that was going to mean? Man. How quick? How long before you knew I was fucked like it? <laughs> <laughs> Never. He's just I, gonna f- fucking step on our decks. We're gonna follow him and be kind because we have all been honest. I, I you saw. We gotta let those fucking lions go, man. We've gotta let them go. <laughs> Chaz Palmetteri coming up on the show in a little bit. He'll be talking to us about asset and stuff. Chaz actually works here <laughs> at Sirius now. Yeah, he's um, a coworker. We will be talking about Kokomo Joe's yeah. filtered excellence report. Oh, I have till Friday to do that. So Friday's going to be your big Friday's day? Friday's the big okay. day, yeah. Friday will be your big day because um, he's just expanding his mind. Good. Yeah. You should. Now that you're in the big city. Um, uh, if, you're, if you know Connecticut at all, send letters to the editor for uh, Connecticut the right way. I happen to think it's a great state for food, um, not to try to hurt the other states around it. Maybe I'd like to get to the point... For every uh, state is taken care of. Uh, Chris Stanley sent me this story, and I couldn't believe it. Louis is gone until 2014. Yeah, he announced um, that it's on hiatus. It begins shooting again in September 2013, and will air in May of 2014. Smart idea, or will people start to forget about it? I think that uh, I think that if FX stays with him, it'll be fine. You know, a year's a long time in television and fucking entertainment. What do you think? I think I think it's a smart move. I think I think people, the people who are there and committed to the show already, will be there. In a year. I, I kind of agree with that. I mean, we proved that with Curb, and plus, he knows what it takes to put on the show. If he's the one to go, hey, if you want me to write these great shows, I need to take a little time off, you know, live life a little bit, then come back and write about it. I think it's a perfect idea. I think the worst thing that you could do is. Be on one of those shows where we got to do 23 a year no matter what. We're out of ideas. Don't worry. We'll bring in a cousin. You know? Well, Write some stuff about but that. But still doing it while people really, really are into the show. I mean, it's the... Yeah, it's but the... do you realize that most places they get upset if they're knocked off a week or two because the audience won't show back up? And now he's saying this show <laughs> won't be on for another, like, year and a half? Yeah. So are, do you still know... If you're going to be really, really into it, yeah, that's that's the risky part of it. But the non-risky part is, uh, he's doing the show that he wants to do, and it's up to everybody else whether they want to watch or not. He, uh, he I think he, he also said that like he envisioned the first three seasons as a trilogy, and that he he's going to come back with like a totally new concept for the show. Also, that's that's something he threw around. I wonder what would be there, time. but the new. Like so, what you're saying it won't even look the same. Maybe. Yeah, he's, he's he thinks he just wants to change everything. At least that's one thing he's bouncing around. Mm. Or I'll be there. I'll I'm, I'll be watching. I don't care when it comes back. I'll be back too. I've fucking gotten a kick out of that show. Uh, by the way, I'd go to your teacher gets knocked out, but I just can't stand the racist things. I didn't realize how bad it would be. 
I mean, the guy dropping the floor, fucking hysterical. Mm. I mean, that guy, that was a fucking movie drop. Oh, come on, why bring the racism? Uh, we get back, Dana's got a story for us about sex and Facebook. Oh. And I guarantee you, it won't be very sexy. <laughs> if Dana hasn't... <laughs> You ever notice, like, there's nothing in Dana's personality to be tempting or flirting with, you know? No, it's just not there. It's not, it's not in her. She's just grossed out by it. Yeah. I think she would have liked you, but you think that she's stupid. <laughs> I never I never said that. Yes, you did. While she what was about here. the thing when, <laughs> she, when she didn't know the difference of where Jesus came from? Well, yeah, George Washington's kind of a... She didn't know who Thomas Jefferson was either. Whoa! She said he did nothing. Yeah, and then was was uh, he flabbergasted that we knew anything about? President she goes, "How do you guys know all this stuff? You like study for it?" And we're like, "Study for what? Knowing what country you're from?" Basic historical knowledge. Yeah, yeah. You, you wrote the Constitution, um, and mm. people are trying to take that away from him now too, which really sickened me. Come on, you like he had help? He wrote one draft bullshit. The fucking guy was on top of it. Declaration of Independence. He wrote the fuck you to Britain. You know what? And people are like, you didn't say anything about his black horde and he didn't take care of those slaves, babies. And I'm like, first of all, I didn't say the guy didn't fuck around on the side. You know what I mean? How far do you want to go until you finally find something I fucked up with? 17 goddamn... 1770s, people. Give him a break. That was one of our most controversial of all time. Lifeboats. Yeah. Because people were very mad. People were mad at me that I... I wasn't putting Lincoln on. I said I didn't say that he's a fucking terrible guy. I just said he was fourth on my list. That's that's the fuck. That's that's is what the lifeboat is. What did it eventually become, Fez? You're uh, monitoring that. Yeah, it's a virtual tie between Teddy Roosevelt and Abe Lincoln of who would get thrown off the lifeboat. Whoa! Both uh, Lincoln with a slight point eight three percent edge over Teddy Roosevelt there. So Teddy Roosevelt's getting thrown off. No, it's Lincoln oh, of who okay. would go off. So let's not call that the edge. Let's act like you lost. You're not winning. You lost. The winner, for the unknown reason, is George Washington getting <laughs> yeah. far more love than he deserves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And this is the thing, and I, I feel like this was a big chill moment between me and Fez, uh, which was when he said, somebody would have written that. Oh, that drove me nuts. I was actually mad for real. Like, you, yeah. you just... Somebody would have done it. I will tell you this, since we've got Chaz coming in, we could talk about this. There was a great piece in Bronx Tale where he had the test. And basically, you open the door to the car. If the girl gets in and doesn't lean over and open your side, she's a bitch. You don't want to be with that girl. Yeah, Mario test. Do you have a test like that? In your life when it comes to somebody. Let's pick that up when we come back. It's the Ron and Fez show. More Ron and Fez coming up. Uh-huh. On the Opie and Anthony channel. Ron and Fez. When the evening sun goes down, you will find me hanging round. The nightlife ain't a good life 
but it's my life. Many people just like me dreaming of old used to be and the nightlife ain't a good life but it's my life listen to the blues they're playing It's the Ron and Fez Show. Chaz Palminteri is uh, part of Sirius X now, uh, XM now. He does a show every Wednesday called Ask Chaz. That's right. And, uh, on Stars 2. You can ask Chaz anything at all. He's going to be stopping by to talk about it. But this scene from A Bronx Tale stayed with a lot of guys. And that's what he brought up, the test. The test, of course, of whether or not a girl should be with you. Thing, but see, she ain't white. She's from Webster Avenue. She's a color bro. Yeah. You like this girl? I do, but I don't want to hear all the guys. I don't want to hear Fuck their mouths. Half of them are going to end up dead or in jail anyway. Nobody cares. The only thing that matters is what's good for you and how you feel about each other. Let me tell you something. When you're alone late at night in bed, just you and her under the covers, that's all that matters, see? You gotta do what your heart tells you to do. Let me tell you something right now. You only allowed three great women in your lifetime. They come along like the great fighters once every ten years. Rocky it's Marciano, so it's so Sugar Ray Robinson. Three great women in your life. How the hell do you know that? <laughs> Sometimes you get them all at once. Crazy wisdom. Me? Anyway, at some point during this, we should have checked it before. Uh, he explains that thing about you. I will say this. Uh, and we'll open up the phone lines of this, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, he claims that if a girl doesn't open up your door for you, doesn't reach over and undo your lock, uh, it would be tantamount that nothing you ever do is going to be good enough for this girl. I've always thought this. Any girl who does a thing like she doesn't want to share something on her plate, like she's one of those people, if you're like, oh, I ordered this, what did you order? Mm-hmm. If she's like, no, that girl should never be in your life. Another thing is, for me, if I see fucking women that are mean to store clerks or service people oh, and talk God. down to them, I feel like that is just a person you don't want to spend your life with. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. You can write this up on the iBang, and we'll eventually try to find the exact spot where that starts, uh, where he starts about that. But the test. uh, And let me go over to a Pips. Pips. Is there a thing that is like a test for a girl where you will be able to tell how she treats the world, whether or not you could be with her? Yeah, there's two specific things. The uh, first thing is when I'm talking with her, when I'm out with her, is she on the phone constantly? Because right then I know I can't be with this girl. She's on it 24-7. A girl who's on the phone a lot, much more of a modern problem of texting and that. All right, what's another test feel? 
The second thing is if she shows me her friends, like, hey, these are my friends, whatever, and then when they leave, start shitting on her friends, supposed friends, then I know there's an issue there. All right, then if she's going to fucking down them, she's also going to down you. Hell yeah. Good call, Pips. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, here is David. David, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, it's Ron. Yeah. What's going on? Let's see. If a girl, if I'm with a chick, she pulls out a pack of gum, takes a piece of gum, puts it away, doesn't offer me a piece, that's it, man. She's garbage. No matter who, you know, you're just saying she can't be that way. Uh-uh. No, I mean, if she, she doesn't even have the, the decency to, you know, offer up a stick of gum, it ain't, she ain't the one. All right, this is an interesting one. It comes from our friend um, Swissy said that her ex only came to her stable once and would complain that she it smelled like a barn when she came home. He has to come to that barn and meet her mare. He can't be skeeved by it or it won't last he has to be able to understand her love of horses well that that's the if you if you have to be into the poor person's passion if not then or at least accept it or at least know that that person well, what about see we could do ask hicks i mean it shouldn't be just as jazz it could be as hicks hicks do you have a test here's a test i'm gonna call it the joint test uh-huh the first time i'm with the person i'm rolling a joint and if they offer the weed or to throw down cash on it or whatever, I wouldn't accept it. But to know that they care enough and feel enough to be like, listen, it's not all on you, dude. I'm in this with you. You wouldn't be offended if a girl said, let me fucking throw money in for weed? I'd be like this. What do you think? I'm some asshole that can't fucking get pot? <laughs> I sell pot, motherfucker. <laughs> I um... Let's go over here to uh, Rich in Kansas. You're on Fez. What's your test? Hey well, my test is, uh, well, I mean, if you give a nice, take a woman out to a nice meal, and all she does is nitpick the food constantly. Um, maybe the noodles ain't right, the sauce is too salty, and the meatballs. <laughs> you know are what? Too There's hard. a very good point to what I you're can't. making here. And uh, Rich should definitely be in the running. <clears throat> you don't want to be with a girl who can find out what's wrong about every situation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because there will be problems in life. I don't need you to fucking document them one at a time. That could just fucking destroy you. Um, let's go over here to uh, Don, Delaware. You're a manifest. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, not only do I 100% agree with you that a girl that's mean to a service personnel... Is nobody I want to be with. But if they stiff a waiter or waitress, no way. No way. If they stiff somebody, even a pizza delivery guy, it's, that's it for me. I just don't like that. I don't like uh, uh, that fucking uh, meanness. Uh, Bruce, Louisiana, you're a manifest. Yeah, you know, like, you're supposed to open the door for the girl. But let's say you're getting out of the car, you're walking up to the restaurant. She doesn't. She waits for you to get there, even though she did. She walked up to the door first, and then she waits and looks back at you like, um, excuse me, are you going to get this? She's like Just a little like, lady, that one. 
She expects you to get to the door and open it every single time. Come on, it's not like you did it once. Now she's like, yeah, you're my fucking personal doorman. This is what I think is a tough one for guys to let you know what you were. Could you be with a girl no matter what she needs to get all done up and fucking figure out? I don't care whether you're going to a nice fucking dinner. She needs to put up makeup, going for coffee. She needs to put on makeup and get dressed up. Going to get the fucking paper. <laughs> she, there's some women that need to only yeah, I know, do yeah. that. I, I could deal with that. I don't think you've ever had to because I see your chick. She's like a natural woman. I don't she's think you know what it's look like. What it's like to fucking be with someone who's like, all right, why don't we go out to breakfast? Yeah, I'm gonna need about an hour and a half. I'm talking about breakfast, not fucking dinner. Uh, it's the test. It's up on the iBank today. Of course, this is Chaz's thing. Uh, here's Dave. Dave, you're on the Run Face Show. Hey, boys. Yeah, a, a woman that doesn't like kids. Now, she doesn't necessarily have to want to have them for herself, but a woman that just don't perk up and just love to be around, you know, little babies, I, ju- I just can't. I just can't do I think it's a glitch in their, their makeup. Oh, that's interesting. Because Hicks doesn't like kids. Oh no! And you're not even comfortable around people who like kids around. I'm. I just the kids in the room. I I'm gonna leave it. Um, Jay, Florida, you're on Ronnie Fess. Yeah, Ronnie. Whenever I've had a, a new chick, I've always paid very close attention to the first time I saw them around animals, specifically dogs, because I felt like maybe they could pick up on something that I was missing. So I put a lot of. So you would actually look into, is she good around dogs? Yeah, absolutely. Do they warm up to her? Is she warm to them? Are are they weird around her? Picking up on some sort of vibe that I can't pick up on. All right, very cool. By the way, um, I just walked by Hicks. Johnny Rotten is going to be singing down there. (sighs) That's pretty crazy. It's weird, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah, Sex Pistols down the hall is performing. <laughs> That's Jim on O&A today. Oh, yeah. I don't know if... I mean, going on still with Johnny Rotten would almost be like if you came on as Fonzie. You know what I mean? Like, I like when the PLI goes, I'm not really Johnny Rotten. I don't know. He's been doing, this, he's been doing the Johnny Rotten thing since... Well, 35 four, years. Yeah. Starts to get a little fucking damp. Um, but... You know, that's his deal, I guess. Um, let's go over to James. James, you're on the right show. Hey, Ronnie, you gave me the test, man. Remember the giant tractor tire, man? I, oh. said it, I told my wife to check it out, and uh, she sent me she sent me so much love on that. She was cracking her ass up. So I, I, I went home because of that. I'm a truck driver. And I went home because she loved it. All right, that's perfect. All right, thanks. <laughs> um, AJ, you're on the Run of Fez show. AJ, we got you. Hey, I got one. Uh, Ronnie B, when you take a girl out to a nice dinner and she won't even thank you after you feed her. So you need to get a thank you. Yeah, just a thank you. And I got one more thing. Yeah. Fuck you, Centaur boy. Why would you say that? It's true. I'm a fucking human it's being. True, though. What did I do it to you? To be said. Why would say? Why say? Fuck. What have I been doing to you? Come on. What the fuck? Get off my ass. All right, Adam, you're on the Run Fence show. Hey, buddies. Hey. Hey there, you're. 
Yeah, my test is any chick who's too close to her mom that relays every decision in her life through her mother. Eventually, you know, I'm going to fuck up and she's going to build a, a wall in between uh, the chick and the mom and myself. Let me tell you something. Out. If you don't want a woman who's close with her mom, you're going to have slim pickings. Uh-huh. Because women are close with their moms. It just happens. Yeah. I find it worse if they're close with their dad. They're like, oh, I'm going to go do oh, something that, with dad. Ugh. You're like, yeah. What's going on between you two? What happened? Ben, you're on the Running Fed show. Ronnie, first off, you nailed it with the chick that she needs to be able to get ready quick and go anywhere. Yeah. But uh, my, my test is, is Seinfeld. If she doesn't, she doesn't need to love the show, but if she doesn't at least, like, I had a girl once that was like, I don't know why you like this. It's not even funny. You're like, that was you're done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's very hard when you don't share that same kind of humor. Would the music thing be a turn off for you, uh, Hicks, if you mean a girl, she's a great girl, but she likes shitty music? That would be a, that's a turn off. It's, it's weird, like, If it's right? just pop music, like, I'm going to go to the Katy Perry concert tonight. <sighs> You're spending money on Katy Perry. What if she said this? entertainment. I just saw the two greatest movies back to back, Avengers and Looper. Could you be with her? No, because that, that that speaks volumes for everything else in their life. All right, send me the young kids then, because they're the ones dealing with this. Uh, what about? Could you be with somebody who voted drastically different with you? Could you be with a Romney girl? Maybe. I think that's 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 that's, that's something I I care more about, uh, care less about than the music of the movies. Back everyone. Oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> the people, the people. It was. I was long overdue. People were waiting for me. You're a cocky little girl. <laughs> I'm are. not cocky at all. People were calling. Hey, why aren't you in there? I don't know. You were invited in here anytime you want. You got up and left. <laughs> I got my fans calling in all the time, and You're I can't. You're a ball busting this girl. <laughs> I can't take them all at the same time. But I'm back, everyone. Jesus. Now, I want to get into you guys because you're both in dating world. Yeah. I want to go to you first. Uh Is there something a girl would do that seemingly is small, but she would fail the Kokomo Joe test? How do you know it's a girl, Yeah, if she asked. Oh, shit. Just because I said you didn't know who Washington George Washington was, which is, you should know who George Washington (laughs) is. You're late. It's a fact. It's over. What do you got? Um, yeah, if they try to act cooler than they really are. And I always oh, like take... you like, oh, I'm back, everybody. Yeah. You know, check it out. Yeah. Dano and... the Mizzle. Not like... Uh... I have a reason, though. <laughs> yeah, like that. Not like, like they act too nonchalant or like too like... I feel like they're overcompensating for I, either... Too cool could might be a problem for you, but don't you think uncool is also... Oh, oh. yeah, uncool is definitely a problem, but, uh, like, like Here's a weird thing for me. I know me. a couple girls very well that fucking have married and been with a while. Very nice, respectable, responsible, uncool guys. And it makes me just look at them and scheme sometimes. <laughs> I'm just like... Did you hear the fucking joke that your man just made? And you're still with him? Yeah. <laughs> like, that weirds me out, how people can pick the uncool yeah. for themselves. All right, Dana, what about for you? Um, this is not even if I'm on a date with a guy. It's people in general that don't make eye contact. Because huh? it just shows that they're... <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Huh. 
said that. <laughs> so, and I'm eye, eye contact. contactor. Yeah. Now, is that lack of confidence, you think? Uh, that, yeah, I think so. Maybe they're self-conscious or something. Uh-huh. I don't know. Or they're just not interested or they're looking around all the time. And it's like, look at me. Because it just shows that you're interested in the conversation. Like, you gotta look at me. I've had a test. That I use on girls, and this might sound really old-fashioned. Right. You guys are gonna laugh at me, and I don't want that to be that way. But I think it's good. I call it the HIV test, <laughs> and if she fails that, I am done with it. Um, let's go over to uh, to enjoy the Renaissance show. Hi, everybody. Uh, I would say that. I've been in a relationship for a long, long time, but every relationship in my past that when the girl comes from a broken family or has a really poor relationship with her parents or her family has been nothing but a disaster. Um, crazy family test. So you're actually making her family take a test. Again, if you don't want to be with somebody who has a crazy family, slim pickets. Because other people's families feel <laughs> nuts to you. Because they all are nuts. Every family's fucking yeah. crazy. I remember when I was a little kid, I'd stay at my friend's house. I'm like, I don't know how he lives with these sick people. <laughs> they fucking have the wrong kind of milk. <laughs> they're just disgusting. <laughs> um, let's go over here to Ben. Ben, you're on the A girl that doesn't understand Sundays, don't bother me. Do not text me when I'm watching football. A girl has to understand that when football is on, it's one day where I just don't want to be fucking bothered. It's a very interesting thing because when a woman doesn't like football at all, this is half of the weekend. And she's like, oh, I got great news. We're going to a picnic or whatever. And you're like, well, how could that happen? The <laughs> fucking Eagles are playing. There's 12 yeah. hours of games on. What yeah. don't you <laughs> Look at your team is finally... Yeah. Unexpectedly good. Yeah, we're this doing year. all right right now. Still having our fingers you, Oh, you're, the, you're that <laughs> the <laughs> fucking precious with the, like, not even bragging, like, oh, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, Feds, you pick out some of the best that's up on the iBank. Um, let's go over here to. Um, Let's go to Keith. Keith, what's your test for a woman? Yeah, you know, I think the big test is you get to know uh, early on. And again, with that, like that guy said, make sure that she doesn't have any daddy issues. Because if she has daddy issues, your life's going to be a nightmare. Actually, I have firsthand experience. Um, just be I, the daddy. Know, I, just fucking be the daddy, dude. Yeah. Be a better daddy than she's ever had before. That's all you got to do. Um, Compliments to you. Go over here to Kevin. Kevin, you're on the fence. Hey, guys. Uh, good topic. Hey, um, I've always found that if, uh, if a chick is chronically late or is always late somewhere, that she's kind of narcissistic and doesn't give a shit about anybody else, and it's just a complete turnoff. Yeah, I could understand that, and that might be a personal thing. A lot of women are late, though, aren't they, well, Dana? Why are we shitting on women? You guys do it, too. Guys can be listen. All these things go both ways. No one says Don't they text. Didn't. We won't text you guys are watching football. Don't text us when we're... Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Doing what? Your period? Doing what? <laughs> what? I, I won't. <laughs> Sorry. Putting makeup on? I don't know. Watching, <laughs> watching ABC Family shows. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. On MTV, yeah. Music Awards, and oh, Oscars. No. I'm a big fucking believer in the TV for the other room for you. <laughs> Have a nice small TV in there while all this stuff is going on. <laughs> Look, you got to imagine that. Like, if you're a woman who doesn't like fucking football, it's three primetime fucking nights now and all day Sunday. Yeah. I mean, it starts to get ugly. 
They're yeah. setting things up. It's pro- probably a full day's worth of actual programming. It's probably close to 24 hours. Well, yeah, and then, you know, pray and post. Like, yeah. I need to see what happened. <laughs> yeah. This it's is why like, girls got to conform. We have to like sports. They, I, mean, I, want, I want a guy who likes sports. I can't be with a guy who d- does not watch sports. All right, so that would be a nice test for you. Yeah, if you're with a guy like Joel Stein, who just wrote that book, and he doesn't fucking... He was like, um, part of my test is... I'm going to watch football with fellas, and they're going to explain to me why people are doing things. Like, he didn't even know, like, okay, why are those guys talking to each other? Okay. Do they have secrets? <laughs> A girl actually said that. She's like, what are their secrets? Oh, like, what, what are you talking about? You know when they have secret time? <laughs> I don't like, what are you fucking saying? Stupid. You're like a lunatic. Um, Adam in Nebraska, you're a manifest. Uh, yeah, my my touch is kind of weird. It has to do with if a chick says anything about my shampoo or shampooing habits. But she's not allowed to say, like, hey, there's a better shampoo for you? Right. That's a weird <laughs> What? That's, That's a weird, weird one, man. That's the weirdest. Big shampoos get updated. Let's <laughs> yeah. face it. Trisme is marketed towards women. <laughs> Right. You'd still be using but fucking I, Prell or whatever yeah, the old gives me great value are, with a fucking Pearl dropping in there. Says, give me one you really like off the eye bank. Uh, I like Gavin B, who says if he's watching movies or something with a chick, she gets all his pop cultural references. All right, so we all we got to say is pop cultural references. Is it, uh, was, would that be important to you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by but the way, it's probably fourth. some some people can do too many pop cultural references. You know, we get it. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, it doesn't make you smart or witty. You're just fucking calling back things. But he was like, you've he, seen. He rapped at the beginning of the show. And yeah, I know, I know, he did. All right, what else? Give us another strong one, Fez. Uh, Johnny Poe says, when a woman doesn't finish her plate in a restaurant, that that's, she's that's like... That's ridiculous. That is Give, rude. That, I mean, some Who's people that? aren't hungry. Let's let's do the good ones that are a test. Uh, this woman might not eat like a fucking trucker. <laughs> Wait, I got a question for you, though, because I, I was going on a date, and I was so nervous about it. I was Whoa. with my mom and her friend, uh, her oh. dad. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and I'm worried about what to order. Girls tend to be self-conscious about what they order. So her dad said, don't get a salad. And I said, I was going to get a salad because, like, I'm nervous about eating other foods. Is that true? Like, you guys usually want girls to eat, like, a lot? Like, when no, you're here's out, what I like. I would like the guy's perspective. Here's what I would like. I would like a girl to eat like she eats. Not eat a salad if she'd rather have lasagna. Eat whatever you want. What about ribs? Like, would you? Would you yes, that doesn't yeah, fucking gross me out. I, I like see a girl sucking on fucking bone marrow. It's fine with me. <laughs> I want to well, see a girl delicious. who's got a fucking lettuce for life, honey. And But see, it comes with confidence. Just become... If a girl's saying like this, Oh, these fucking ribs are great. I'm like, give me one of those ribs. <laughs> that, you make that rib look delicious. I feel like you guys would be like, Oh, what a tent. so unattractive. Like, no. Look how trashy. I don't, I, I don't it's even It's trashy know. to eat ribs? I, if I got sauce on my face, I'm eating ribs. And you're like, oh, this girl's a carnivore. Like, uh, what the yes. hell? Yes. We're humans. Yeah, We're supposed to be yeah. fucking See, carnivores. The thing is, I feel like, here's I the know. weird thing. If you go out for dinner... And you're having a little salad, and then after the guy leaves, then you go running out to grab a cheeseburger. This is not a good place to be. It's false. Let him see you eat them ribs. Yeah, or if you're like, I'm, I'm hungry. We just left the restaurant a half hour ago, and you're hungry. Yeah. yeah. I like true. a girl, honestly, to go, man, I'm so glad we came here. I'm fucking starving. This yeah. is great. 
Would you mind if I had my own picture of beer? You know, does that look bad? <laughs> no, you do. You do you. Do you want to play beer pong? We can move some tables together. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I really like you. This <laughs> sounds like you're talking about a guy. No, that's my test. Right there. If, if they play test, beer pong in the restaurant. Your test is a big, thick dick and a couple of hairy balls. That's your test. No cock, no thanks. <laughs> that could be your beat. You're like this dude. Give us a good one, Fez. A strong one. Don't... Holly in Seattle needs someone to say, God bless you, after a sneeze. Over here is Jason. Jason, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, all, all this stuff sounds pretty superficial, opening doors and pieces of gum. Uh, something I always look at is if a fight breaks out, and whether it's between me and somebody else or my chick and one of her friends, you know, if she's standing up for them and they got their back, you know, and she's over there swinging beer bottles and knocking people's teeth out. Here's Mike in Indiana. You're on Run of Fest. All right, let's move over here to um, David. Yeah, you're on the fence. Hey, buddies. How you doing today? Yeah. Hey, my test is I don't mind if my girl tags along with me on our trips and everything, but if she's going to ski with us, she's got to carry her own skis at the end of the day, and if she's going to golf with us in the summer, she's got to carry her own bag. I can't. Uh, you definitely want to do it. You do. <laughs> Seriously. Where's the chivalry? <laughs> she's got to be ripped. How about this? How about this? I don't mind if she tags along with us. Meaning he's already got someone else that he's much more attached to than her. Come on. Unbelievable. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Carry your stuff. Come on. Uh, Coming up in a little bit, Chaz Pomentary. He's got a show every Wednesday now here over on Stars 2. You ask Chaz. Ask Chaz. Go ahead. Ask me. I'm here. Um, Here is... John, Rhode Island, you're on the Hey, guys, how you doing? Hey, uh, my test is that if you're uh, you're just starting out, you're trying to share things with a girl, and you try and share something you love, whether it's a band or a movie or what have you, and she says, no, not even interested, just stick it to the curb, not even worth your time. Huh. Um, this is... Drug story, Sean writes this. If she doesn't write, find Norm MacDonald funny, she's an awful person. Now, who's your comedy hero? Uh, uh, I guess Mitch Hedberg, yeah. All right. Now, if you said, I got some Mitch Hedberg with you, and she just fucking stared at you, would uh-huh. you think that you could be with her? I don't know. I will tell you this, and this is so. a fucking true story. So I'm watching Albert Brooks's uh, movie, Modern Romance, and I'm fucking dying. I'm just cracking up. And he's so awful in it. He's yeah. just being so terrible, this girl. And the fucking girl is just staring at it. And through my laughter, I managed to say, this is never going to work out, is it? Because <laughs> how could this ever? And I know. This is it. It's done. It is done. I'm. This is the funniest thing that ever happened. And you're acting like it's real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to laugh at how awful he is with this girl. <laughs> Not like, oh, he's terrible. Um, Scott, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, how about a chick that uh, has a new illness every day? Particular, I don't want to hear about her girl problems. Um, what about... Can you be with somebody who doesn't want to ever try new things? No. Not at all. The no. comfortable person. 
No. Nope. They this is what I do and I don't do those things. No, you need adventure. Yeah. Especially in the early stages. You got to figure out what you guys like together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I can't handle those kind of just like throw on disclaimers like that. All right, I'm going to give one to you, Danny. Could the guy do dope? Ooh, good question. Thank you. I give you all the good questions. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. No. No. So if he's like, oh, this fucking... This date's going to go great, and you just look over, and he's chopping around, <laughs> and he'd be like this. She's looking alive, and he's like, hey, don't let him... Look, there's one for you. Don't get upset. I'm not keeping all this. No, I'm I'm die. I'd die. I'd die if I did this I don't care so if he offers me. Uh, no, I'm not, no, I can't be with a guy like that. That's a good call. It's better to know that early on. Yeah, exactly. We embarrassed him the first time he busts out the rail, but you know. Uh, Jay, Wyoming, you're running fast. Ronnie B. Jay. Hey, um, my test is having the chick at least attempt to pick up the check after dinner. I won't let her pay for it, but as long as she asks, she's in with. You're great with this that. Is, this is so great. He just brought this up. I have a friend uh, at school, and she, we were just talking about this last night. She's going on her third date, and she's yeah. asking me, "Should I? I kind of want to pay." And I'll be like, "I think she should offer." It's just keep in mind, it's her third date. She wants to offer, but I was like, I think you should offer, but he'll probably take it. But I think guys would appreciate the fact that you're at least trying to pay for it. But a guy should not take it. You should still pay the damn bill. Well, see, here's the thing. You guys are so young right now that, you know, he's in college. It doesn't mean that he's got all the money in the world. What I think you should do with that is for the girl, if she wants to pay, to say, look, I want to take you out one night. Here's some place that I love. I want to take you, and I want to pay. And say it up front. That's a good idea. I because we were saying, just go out on the date, go wherever, and then when the bill pops up, then you try to like reach into your bag and say, hey, like I got it. But do what Hicks does. It always manages being the pisser. Yeah. When he sees the bill coming, he jumps. Oh up and man! And take a piss. <laughs> By the it. way, I'm gonna give uh, Fez a little kudos here, and he knows I'm gonna bring this up because I said it to him in the bathroom. Fez went from stall to urinal. He does. He he did a dou- he double dip last time in. So wow. big kudos for that. I guess he does each in a different spot. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Yeah. You got it. I've never saw anyone go from a stall <laughs> to the urinal. Ridiculous control over my I body. Just, I'm washing my hands at time, and I'm cracking up in front of all these fucking people. <laughs> Why leave the urinal lonely? <laughs> How come you, you do that? Or did you just think you had to piss on your way out? I, yeah, like on my way out, I'm like, oh, I... You always tell us that you won't use the toilet, though. Oh, no, I won't use the toilet because that's where the but, piss hits the water and makes the noise. But you always said that you wouldn't even fucking drop mud here. No, I was just, uh, that wasn't even dropping mud. It was just some phlegm I had to get out of my system. Hmm? So you puked? Yeah, uh, yeah, more of just some acid reflux that I shot out. Why didn't you stay in there and piss? Because then people would have heard the piss hitting the water, and I can't take the tinkling noise <laughs> and everybody base, hearing it. Create a base of toilet paper yeah. to avert that situation. Yeah, keep rolling the toilet paper and like hitting the top of it. That'll be good. No, you just lay top? toilet paper in the water. Oh. And, and if you need more, there's more toilet paper You're a shy right pisser, too? No, no, but I, I do know how to take public shits. You know, so, because sometimes I hear it and I hear people, 
plunk. Yeah, it happens. Poop comes out, falls in the water. I know, but I'm just like, I don't want people, you know, I don't want to take a quieter shit. Yeah. But I'll say like this. I don't even think he's going. (laughs) (laughs) He's just sitting for a while. Um, Here's John. John, you're on the Red Face Show. Hey, Ron. Um, not before the date, but after the date, in the car on the way home, you put in some Sam Kinison or O&A or even you guys replay Ron and Fizz. She laughs, rolls with it, we're good. She doesn't hit the bricks, Toots. It's a hard thing if, the, if you don't share a sense of humor. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. I completely agree. Because it just shows they have no personality if they're not laughing. How about bands, though? Does that matter to you? Yeah. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Somebody can only like say like, "Oh, I heard Taylor Swift a new jingle today." <laughs> That's her. Like, I don't know stuff. Taylor yeah. Swift. Yeah. Right, we got a break for Chaz. We got break for Chaz, yeah. If, and then we're gonna have some time, hopefully, right? Because mm-hmm. these two haven't played their contest yet. Yeah, we'll have a little, yeah, we'll have time. We'll yeah, time. we need time for us. Yeah, you need a little you time. Yeah. And we, you know, we never even said that together. You guys wanted to apologize. Um, oh, to, to a really lovely, lovely lady. I apologize last week. It's the way you said I'll it. I apologize. Though. Yeah, we jumped the gun on that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we'll also give out uh, our prize to the winner. Uh, break first. Break first. Break. We're back with the great Chaz Pomentary. He's here at Sirius XM now, and uh, it's the Run of Fest show. This. Is the Ron and Fez Show. Ron and Fez. Continues. Stage screen and the internet and now radio. Chaz, welcome to Sirius XM. Oh, thanks a lot, Ron. Uh, Ask Chaz is something you've been doing online for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where so many people, Ron, have always stopped me over the years and said, hey, Chaz, you know, I'm an actor, I'm a writer, how do I get a script, or how do I get it? What is it like to audition? What did you fit? You know, and I stop. I talk to people. Right. That, that's me. That's my personality, you know, because... Sometimes, you know, you talk to somebody for like, what is it, three minutes, you know, three right. minutes, and they never forget it the rest of their lives. And it's three minutes out of your time. What's the big deal? Because I meet people, I've always said this, I meet people on the street and all of a sudden they say, hey, you know, four years ago you spoke to me and you said, right. I don't remember what I said. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't remember. I don't know who they are. Yeah. But obviously, I, that's something I would say when they tell me what I said. And I never forgot that. So I just, I just thought, you know, there should be a, a place where I can speak to a lot of people at once. Right. You know, so I started this AskChaz.com, and it, it took off. And uh, then I, I said, wow, well, how could I do it even bigger? And I went, well, the radio. <laughs> and I spoke to 
you know, Scott. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, well, let's come in and let's work it out. Let's see what we can do here. You know, yeah. so, uh, you know, so many people get bad advice, you know, uh, they get taken advantage of about this business, you know, the, especially in this reality stuff now, which I, like I always say, that's fine. I'm okay with it. You know, people want to make money w- about their lives being a train wreck. That's okay. You know, yeah. you know, they can get their 15 minutes. Fine. God bless you. You know, but I, I, I just think it's, it's something that, uh, you know, people just get taken advantage of, whether they, uh, uh, you know, pictures or resumes. Well, or, so many of your kids, right? So many people come in to do show business stuff where they haven't had any experience, experience of any kind. Yes, you know exactly. But it's not only I'm going to give show business. I'm going to give experience about the X's and O's of the business about. But I'm also going to give experience about the savvy, the life of the business, you know, right. the savvy of the business. You know, you could ask me questions. Hey, you know, there's this producer who said this. Is he right? Or, uh, you know, this guy tells telling me, uh, you know, I don't he, he doesn't want to call my agent. I have to meet him at a bar. You know, right. I mean, I hear girls say that to me and I go, hey, look, if anybody's really serious, if they're serious, mm-hmm. you, know, you tell them to call your agent. You right. know, you know. I mean, come on. I mean, uh, look. I I have a casting file of casting people. If I want to see an actress, I'm not going to meet her at a. You know, you want to you want to do it exactly through professionalism. Because there's so many people who are low lowlifes uh, that are looking to take advantage of whether the girl be pretty or whether the girl be something else. You know, it's wrong. You know, and and men too. Men too get taken advantage. And of. it's happened for <clears throat> hundreds of years, however long. Hundreds of years, <laughs> yeah, as long as the business is exactly. But does cream still rise to the top, Chaz? I mean, if somebody's got a good script, or if somebody's got something. Are yes. they going to succeed on that? Work you know, or? Ron. That's a. That's a. I tell you what. That's an excellent question. Uh, that's an excellent question. You know what? I when I was in the actors' studio, there were some actors there that were great, great. And then some. Then there are times I read a script in my in my career that was great, and it never got made. And some of those actors that I was in the actors' studio never made it. So not always, because you could have all the talent in the world, Ron, Mm -hmm. but if you don't know how to navigate the obstacles in life, you blow it. You blow it. Some of these guys, I said, how could this guy never make it? I remember when I first got in the actor's studio, I said, how could this guy never make it? This guy's great. And then you get to know the guy. And he's a little bit of an asshole. Yeah, he's his own worst enemy. He's his own worst enemy. Yeah. He says the wrong thing all the time. He's bitter. He's nasty. And I went, oh, okay. Okay, yeah. I see now. Yeah. But as an actor, ho-ho, tremendous. Right. Oh, a, a script I read once by this uh, writer, two writers. They, uh, it was a writing team. I read it. And I said, this is a wonderful script. I said, how long? Well, we want it this way. We want this person to direct it. And we want, uh, we want Enrico Marconi to do the music. Otherwise, it's no deal. And I'm saying to myself, wait a minute. <laughs> Well, who are you? You know, yeah. you, you have a great script, great, but now you're starting demanding and you, you're starting to push people around. Doesn't work that way. Can't do it. The business goes, really? Pasadena. Yeah. Pasadena. So to answer your question, which I'm sorry was long, uh, the cream always rises to the top, usually, but not always. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, you brought up some great things where... I guess some people will quit too early, too, right? There's got to be yes. a certain time you hear somebody knows maybe they're right, uh, yes. and some guys will stick it out. Some guys will go. Some guys yeah. will stick it out. Yeah, I yeah. mean, 
Most people, you know, I get a lot of people that always say to me, uh, talk to my daughter, talk to my son. They want to be an actor. Please, Jazz. I don't want this for them. It's too hard. Could you tell them no? And you know what? I, my answer to them, Ron, I say, listen, here's, my, uh, here's what I'm going to tell you. This is your daughter. Or this is your son. You should be behind them 100%. I said, because only two things could happen if you continue this telling them to give this business up. I said, and they're both bad. One, they'll make it, and they'll resent you. Two, they won't make it, and they'll resent and you. And they'll resent you. I said, because the business is so hard, Ron, everyone is going to be telling them no. They don't need their parents to tell them no, okay? I said, if they don't have it in their heart, if they don't have the goods, they'll quit. Right. Don't worry. The business is so hard. It beats you up so bad. They'll stop. Don't worry. Yeah. Just be on their side. And everything will work out for themselves. Uh, were there times in your life where you said, I don't need this anymore? I don't need to keep going through this. There were there times I, w- I was thinking about quitting? No. Never. No, no. Uh-huh. I can honestly say that. No, never. And I know that sounds like a load of shit, but it's the truth. Uh, you just loved it too much. I just couldn't picture myself doing anything else. Mm. I, and don't forget, I didn't make it till I was... 39 years old. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on. I was flying without a net. That age, no bank account, no health insurance. Wasn't married. Okay. But um, I don't know. It seems like the guys that always said, I, I, you know, I got to have something to fall back on, fell back on it. Right. Sure. Why not? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Like I said, Ron, it's just too hard. Yeah. It's, it's, it's no, no, no. They beat you up. You're too tall, you're too short, you're too ethnic, you're not ethnic enough, you're too black, you're not black enough. <laughs> They'll say anything, you know. But one of the things about you, Chaz, is you could do more than just act. You could yes. write and yes. you produce well, that to be able me. to put that together. You know? That's true. Yeah. I, I, am just, I am not just an actor, I'm a writer and a director and a producer, so I always feel like I'm working. Right. I always feel like I got a lot of irons in the fire, and you have to. Right. Because a lot of things don't f- come to pass. A lot of, you know, it's like a house, a movie is like a house of cards. It could fall apart at any second Yeah. until I'm on the set making it, it maybe with about two weeks in, then I feel better. Right. <laughs> because before that, anything could happen. And Lord knows if that's going to even get released the way you want exactly. it to. Exactly. Yeah. But at least you know, okay, I'm getting paid. Yeah, that, that's good. I'm getting, I'm going to get paid. Now, New York, uh, L.A., is there a big difference between the two towns? Here, of course, you've got theater yes. out there, the film industry, both have a little, you know, both go into TV. Is there one town that you feel safer in than the other? Or uh, I like rough? both towns yeah. very much. I think if I if you're just starting out, you know what it matters how you know. I think the competition is a little less in L.A. because mm-hmm. uh, I've directed things here in New York, and when you when you put out a casting thing, you get in here, you'll get out of twenty people, eight will be great, great. Uh, if you go in L.A. out of twenty actors, two would be great. Some would be good. I, because of the theater here, you get all these Broadway actors coming in, auditioning and for film or certain things. I mean, there's just just really good actors here, man. Yeah. Just really good actors here. And 
the fact of the matter is some people even bypass theater, right? A lot of people yes. will bypass theater, go straight into... And go straight into yeah. film, which, which is, you know, look, I mean, if that's what they want to do, that's fine. But uh, I just think that, I think, I'm sorry. I just think that being a, a theater is where you get your chops, is where the... Um, it's like aerobics, you know? Yeah. It's like you build up. It's like being in the gym, and then you go on the stage. Uh, and then doing a movie is it's a piece of cake. That's a piece of cake. You know, all right, Chaz, you're in your trailer, have sipping coffee. Come on out, do the scene. You know, okay. You know, you're not afraid of eight-page scenes or dialogue because you've done plays. You know, you, oh, sitcoms with live audiences. Or, or shows like this, you know, or or, or doing uh, David Letterman, or shows like that, or, you know, Jay Leno, Conan O'Brien. Some of those guys, those film guys, they get on those shows, they can't do it. Well, there's plenty of guys that act. The, I, I think actors are the toughest interviewers ever to do. Writer, director, right. they know everything about the, right. the piece. There are plenty of guys that act that can't com come in here and do just what you're doing right no, exactly. now. Exactly. They just can't do it. Yeah. Uh, because all they do is, you know, get out of the trailer, go do, they do this character and that's fine, you know, but, uh, you know, they'll, oh, they'll answer with one word answers. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then it's debt for you. Yeah, it's it like, oh my God, I'm digging a hole here. You know, get me out of here. Yeah. So I, I know that, but, um, uh, you know, to me, theater standing on that stage. Wow. There's nothing like what it. What about man. the writing? You wrote plays before you wrote screenplays, right? Yes. So, well, I, always, I started with plays, yes. Mm -hmm. So do you recommend that to young writers? Do you think that's a I think, way to go? Well, I, I think writing a play is a... Uh, to me, I love writing plays. I, I think, you know, the plays, they stand the test of time. I mean, look at the revivals. They're still making Death of a Salesman. They're sure. still doing, you know, Guys and Dolls. Still doing these... The zoo story, Edward Albee, you know, like the actors who play them, they're gone. Mm -hmm. But the play lives on. Yeah. So to me, I, I love I love the play. And I, but I, I look, the uh, great films, you know, I'm very proud of my play, A Bronx Tale, that I wrote. And I'm very, very proud of the movie I wrote, Bronx sure. Tale. I had a great director. I was very blessed with one of the, you know, one of the great artists of our time, Robert De Niro, who... You know, I owe it to him because, you know, I wrote the script, but he put life into the words and put it on screen. You know, so it, it takes just, you know, as a writer, you get more weight in the theater. Right. As a film, as a, as a writer in film, it's a director's medium. He controls that. In the theater, the writer controls it. But you had that trust there. You had that. I had great trust in, yeah. The, yeah, in Robert, yes. I had great trust in him, and uh, he made a great movie. You know, we were just talking about that film the other day of one of those films where everything about it works, you know? Yes. It works on the gangster thing. It works on the the exact time that took place where you right. felt New York at that time. And there's the moral thing going back yes. and forth. So many times we forget that in film, you know? It's like, yes. oh, these are great dialogue, but then where does it go? Does it do anything? Does it feed us at all? It, yeah. Exactly. I, I, you know, there's, there's films, I call certain films are like Chinese food. Mm -hmm. You know, you see it, and then you walk out later, and you're hungry again. Right. You know, and then there's films that just stay with you for days and weeks, yeah. maybe years sometimes, you know? And uh, I've made over almost 60 movies, Ron, and... And they still talk about Bronx Tale to me. Sure. People still, and, and it's and all over the world. Not just, you would, you would think it would be only like an East Coast thing. Right. I did the national tour. 
32 cities all over the country. Texas, Houston, Dallas, loved it. You know, figure that out. Japan, uh, Italy, loves the movie. I, I don't know. You know, it just, lightning in a bottle, you know. I think it also has to do with you morally are involved in that thing. Exactly. And you could take that in any culture that you want exactly. to. Exactly. And everybody has to make that decision. Which right. way am I going? Which way am I going? Yeah. The choices you make will shape your life forever. Yeah. Everybody has that time in their lives where they hit that fork, you know, and go, wow, yeah, I did make some bad choices. Or I did make some good choices. And if you look back at your life... When you're older, uh, Ron, and you look back at people's lives, you ever get these people that go, ah, you know what? I have had a terrible life. I never caught a break. I'm the unluckiest guy in the world. That's not true. Yeah. God gives everybody the same amount of luck. It's what you do with that luck. You know, you just, if you went back and look at your life, I bet you made some really bad decisions, I would sure. tell that person. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And that is, do you learn from those decisions? Do you exactly. carry that on? Or are you going to repeat that? Are, are you, you going to repeat yeah. that? Are you going to be with a crazy woman, get rid of her, and then be with another crazy <laughs> be woman? With so many people I know are in, in that same thing. Absolutely. I know girls, or the boyfriend hit her. Yeah. She leaves the guy. Another guy, he does the same right. thing. And then I said, I go, what, what do you want? Yeah. I'm very unlucky with Ben. No, you're not. <laughs> you picked the same man. Right. You were attracted to this drama yes. in your life time exactly. and time again. Exactly. And uh, as Chaz is going to deal with all these kinds of things. All these, yes. Professional, personal, anything. Personal. Anything you want, we'll talk about. And you'll just pick up the phone no matter who calls. You're ready to go with it. I'm ready to go. Wednesday nights between 6 and 7, I'm there. Uh, ask com to check it out. And, of course, he's 6 o'clock on Stars 2, Channel 104, Chaz Palminteri, what a great thing to have God you bless. Thank by. you very much, I'm Ron. I'm so glad that you're here, too, man. It's well, thank you. It's really great for the company. Well, thank you very much. That's very nice show. of you. Thank you. It's around the Fed show. That was a great Chaz Palmetero. You can hear him every Wednesday night now on S Chaz right here on Sirius XM over at Stars 2. Stars 2. Hey, we're Stars 2. <laughs> I think that's what they say. <laughs> Time to run it in from the one yard line to Frank Gore, this thing. And, um,. It is time to uh, throw this in. How about we give it to this jerk store, Sean? If she gets excited when Don't Stop Believing come on, she's awful. Jerk store, Sean, you just won. Sign. Crashed in from the one-yard line. Damn. Now you can get up, spike the ball, and said they called my number, and I ran it in. Killed it. They can depend upon me. Jerk Store Sean, you are the winner. Uh, it's time for us to give the test to the kids today. We give them a test every single Wednesday. It's their only day together. That's it. The rest of the week, they're just solo. If you had to pick, which one of the interns you like better? I, after yesterday, I like Kokomo better because of Dana's just lack of knowledge of the United States history. Fuzzy? Uh, Dana is really growing on me. I of like course. Dana better. Thanks. 
Dana's eating some. Uh, yeah. Mean, Everyone should have knew, like, known that I was better the first time. So. Oh, my God. Still That's... up two to one. Wait, it's... can we talk, tell them about the Facebook messages? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So constantly I get, like, you know, your listeners, like, follow me on Facebook and stuff like that. And I saw something about my Facebook or my personal thing. So I went on Facebook and Pips just showed me um, when you go to your messages and you click other it shows you messages that people are sending to you that, that you're not friends with, but I've never seen them before. And I see, like, these messages from, like, your listeners about, like, saying one, one's like, oh, I heard you on the air. The other, oh, compliments, obviously. But here's but, the thing. <laughs> obviously. you got to get into this, Dana. No, I, do, these... I just want to let everyone know, do not add me on Facebook. I will not yeah, add you. <laughs> but I want you to understand something. Stop saying uh, my listeners. There are listeners. listeners. You're part of this now. Yeah, you're part of it. You know, you're not some guest that comes in here. Somebody doesn't know how to act on the radio, starts eating and drinking on the air. You're a professional now. A professional. This is my blood. She was really hungry, huh? It's a bad route so. to take. I'm starving. Though. I mean, 11 to 3, that's lunchtime. <laughs> you have a four-hour lunch. Oh, fuck, that's a man. long time. What, is this a fucking siesta? <laughs> but, uh, but that's a nap, by the way. A siesta's nap. Siesta's I love a party. nap. Naps are great. Moral of That's the story not what is. we're talking about. You said she's eating all the time. Siesta, what is siesta. this? A siesta. <laughs> well, siesta thought... you were looking for. Alright. It's a feast. Party. Maybe you put a little vodka in that orange juice and make like a little treat out of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <could use> <laughs> a little happy hour. Whatever happened to my girl, which was the humble, somewhat shy Dana. When did she turn into this? Yeah, motherfuckers, I'm back on the air. Where you want me? You're waiting for me, right? Yo, shit. It's the fans. They keep me going. That's the problem. It's the fans. You fans are making her too big at it. I know. Give she me a big ego. She was a nice, sweet Italian girl from from Jersey, and now she's like, hey, check it out, you lucky bastards. Dennis. I'm in the house. <laughs> By the way, uh, Fran Leibowitz, who was in here the other day, said that when she was younger, if you said Jersey to somebody, you'd be in a fight. It was always New Jersey. They didn't pick up with people saying Jersey. Now, I think in a post-Springsteen world, I think he's the one who got everybody saying Jersey. He was the guy? I think so. Probably. But I do think it's offensive. Like, is somebody, Why? I'm from Pennsylvania. Oh, you're some, from Sylvania? No, say the who whole fucking that? thing. No one, or else no we'd one. kill them. <laughs> I love being from New York. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah. have, uh, What's happening in New York, everybody? <laughs> it's really weird because I have a, a New Jersey jersey of Jason Kidd, and people would be like, oh, New Jersey. And I'm like, no, I got it at the thrift store. <laughs> so, it sucks. Is that your New Jersey? <laughs> yeah, it's my new. No, no, I got it at the thrift store. You gotta fucking use this tonight, man, will, when you go on stage. Well, why is Kokomo wearing a 49ers hat? Uh, it matches the no, sneakers, it matches the shit. We why why do you wear forty niners? Didn't they just beat your team the other day? No, we, that's the only like that's the only test we've really had so far. We're, yeah. And we beat the forty niners, which a lot of people think is the best team in the NFC. Yeah, they are really good. They bounced back strong too after we beat them. Well, right, let's do this real quick. I was going to wait for Dave, but if we were doing a coaches poll, who would be your pick as the best team in the NFL? Oh. If you were going to rank number one, Chris uh, Daly, it is the Houston Texans. Can I just use a word that they use for coaches' poll? Strength of schedule. These guys have beat nobody. Nobody, no how. They're going to put up any test. They're going to do fine. You think they're going to make the Super Bowl? Yeah. They're they, going to win it? They're running. Say it today if they're going to win it. 
Houston Texans are going to win the Super Bowl. Jesus Christ. They're going to fucking win. Arian Foster is going to run them. Everything else off the table, then. Arian Foster is going to run them into the Super Bowl. On that guy's fucking back. How much time we got? Because like, the kids have got to play the game. We got a 15 till satellite. Because right now, you know, the fans love Dana. I know. I know. They They're waiting to hear me. They're like, stop talking about football. She doesn't know anything about it. Why don't you answer it. them back talk. on Facebook? Like, oh. Uh, I'll, I'll answer them back, but I will not add them. Don't add me on Facebook. Why don't <laughs> you can you follow do... me on Twitter, but. Why don't you uh, set up like a nice 900 number? I if need you a fan hear guys club. Me- yeah. No, I need a fan. Will you guys support the website? If you guys want to invest in that? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to, like, we do a 900 number and you can talk guys through? Yeah. Make a little money for ourselves. Seriously, I need a fan What club. if Fezzi had her confidence? It would be fucking mind-blowing. Maybe this should be your life coach, Fez. You get out of the shrinks and do the life coach. You don't want to be sitting in the corner pursed up and watching other people. You want to come in, like, Dana comes into a room. Right. That's why I said Dana's my new favorite. There we go. Wait, but I want Fez to be the new favorite, not Dana. Well, wait. It's funny because when we go for a midterm evaluation, mm-hmm. they, they ask us, oh, what did your mentor teach you? I'm going to be like, no, it's what I taught my mentor. That, <laughs> that is fucking insane. Embarrassing. I gave you a fucking history lesson because you came into this not knowing with a fucking... <laughs> why do you hate her so That's much. not going to come up. Because she doesn't know anything. It's starting to drive me crazy. It's not fair. I don't remember shit from the fifth grade. I don't. How do you remember that? I don't. Uh, I don't remember anything. All right, now we're going to do something. Fuck. Chris has put this together. It's kind of a uh, name that tune, but you've done it on television commercials. Chris. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Chris has gone back in time, okay. all different eras, yeah. grabbed television commercials. Like jingles, like commercials. Yeah, do you have to name jingles. the song or the yeah. commercial, like the product? Um, well, the commercial product, if okay. you just tell us so. Product, yeah. And then uh, I want to call this now Jingle Giant. So if you know it, you got to yell out Jingle Giant. Okay. okay. All right. No, you got to yell out Tringling Ling Jingle Giant. <laughs> right. That's what you got to do. <laughs> That's how the game works. Or else I. I'll make up the rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just made them up now. Tringling Ling Giant. Jingle Giant. Tringling Ling Jingle Giant. Okay, yeah. got it. Go. Tringling Ling. All right, here's the first one. What do you got? Yahoo. Really? No. Yahoo. Yahoo. Oh. Jingling, jingle giant. What do you got? Is it a car commercial? <clears throat> you gotta work. give us the product. I need a specific product. Shit. Uh, no, I forget. I, it's a car. I know. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Can I rebuttal? Can you go back there? No. Yeah, we don't have a. We haven't oh, pulled it yet. Go ahead, and then it'll be our turn right. again. Tringling-a-ling, jingle giant. Yeah. Uh, Travelocity. Oh, keep playing it. I know it. All right, keep playing it. <laughs> is it Kill Bill Volume 1? <laughs> no, it is not. That's a soundtrack. Five, six, seven, six. This is going to kill Bill. Uh, we don't have it? No. Hicks, what is it? It's Vonage. No! Vonage. Oh, come on. Oh, it was literally on the tip of my tongue. Well, then no. why did it come out? <laughs> why do you hate her so? He because hates it, me. It's really Because I didn't know my presidents. Like, I don't know. All right, let's do the next one. Tringling-a-ling-a-ling jingle the giant. Yes. Fresh sauce, man. Fresh sauce, man. Mental fresh and full of life. Don't What's sing it. What's product? the product? Oh. Uh, gum. 
What's the pro- What is Gum. the brand name? Uh, Mentos. I try to get away by just You're like mumbling it. it. I try to get a baby to talk. Like. Mentos, yeah. I like that. Mentos, What's the product? No idea. Alright, number three here. It's killing me. You worked too hard, you ate too much, the cheesecake made you greedy. Let your aching head and stomach hear this message from old Speedy. Flop, flop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Jingle giant. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with Tums. Tums. Tringling jingle giant. Pepto Bismol. I'm gonna go with Advil. Plop, fizz, fizz, and Advil. I know. That's. I know. I can't think of. Oh, jingling jingle giant. Yeah. seltzer they so had to think it through a little bit. Yeah, I really feel like if Dana had a gun, she'd just walk in the studio just shooting the roof, you know? And then she would just, like, be shooting Yee-haw! the roof. Like, yes! <laughs> They're just taking over. Like, uh, you know, people are uh, on the floor above us, you know? Here's uh, number four. Because it's the perfect taste for me. That original taste, you know. It's making peppers everywhere I go. Peppers, cooking peppers, good looking peppers. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? Uh, ting a ling a ling, jingle giant. Yeah. Is it Dr. Pepper? Oh, yeah. Is that pepper song? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Pepper. <laughs> you're a pepper. You're a pepper. Dude, you ought to try to be the Dr. Pepper. As the son of Dr. Pepper. It's delicious soda. He just he didn't become Chris a doctor. Stanley, the just... orphan son of Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I'm continuing the tradition of delicious spice-filled soda. When I was little, I'm like, no, I don't want that. I don't want to drink fucking pepper juice. <laughs> it's good. disgusting. All right, where are we at now? We're up two to one Kokomo over Dana. Yeah. Right, here we go. <laughs> I'd like to buy the Tringling Jingle Giant. What do you got? Coca-Cola. Next, let's go. Give me that Nephilim fish. Give me that fish. Give me that Nephilim fish. Give me that fish. What if it were you hanging right. up on this phone? If it were um, you in this phone. Tringling, jingle, what giant. Uh, I'm going to go with McDonald's. No. Oh, you really yeah. wanted to push that for salmon. Yeah. On oh, to the next one. Tringling, jingle giant, tringling, jingle giant. She got jingle giant, giant. Jingle giant. Jingle out first. Subway, five dollars. Yeah, you okay? No. Just whatever. Okay, you do your jingle giant. Five dollars. Alright, let's go on to number eight. Meow, meow, meow. Jingle, meow, ling, ling, meow, jingle, 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 
I want to go with Burger King. Have it your way. <laughs> if I that's listen, a clue. If you I listen to the words, it might tell me. Because that's what a the slogan. I knew that was some yes, slogan. That is a slogan. And that's why I was going to say Burger King, but he got me to. What's the score, Fest? Can one really it is now six to two. <laughs> Kokomo over Dana. What? This is the back. last question. Wow. And it's the only question where seven points. <laughs> yeah. so, it's incredible. Yeah. It's, <laughs> tough. it's, like, it's funny how it works out that way. It's like Final way. Jeopardy. Yeah, it is. It's like yeah. Final Jeopardy, except for it's Final Jingling Ling Ling. Where we just write it Jingle down? Giant. Never mind. Um, <laughs> here we go. This yeah. could win it all. When you say but, you've said a lot of things nobody else can say. When you say but, you've gone as far as you can go to get the very best. When you say but, you've said the word that um, means you like to do. Giant. Yes. Pepto-Bismol. Oh, no! You can get this, Dana. You can get it, Dana. Your chance to steal. I'm not going to get it. When you say but, back open again. It means you want the beer that's got a taste uh, that's not like Giant. Yes. Is it Budweiser? The beer called Bud is Budweiser. I thought they were saying butts. That's why I want to pet the When you say butt, <laughs> you might have to shit. I was like, you never know. You'll have to shit. <laughs> You'll have to go a long way. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Oh, well, that was an upset. Wow, that was landslide. You beat me in commercial jingles, so fantastic. Okay. Well, let's call it what it is. He beat you in Tringling-a-ling Jingle Giant. But you're beating him at guys that want to have sex with you on Facebook. <laughs> now, did they, when they go to your Facebook page, do they get to see your pictures? They, the, I'm trying to figure there's, out my privacy settings right now. I hope they're not going through my there's pictures. There's one dude that said, you look you look as cute as you sound on Ron and Feds. Uh, I get a lot nice. of nice compliments, guys. Nice. But well, then you, you really are a cute girl. I know but a lot of people are like, oh, thank God you got your bathing suit pictures in there. <laughs> wow, yeah. I actually don't. <laughs> Don't add me on Facebook. They're gonna do it. You, yeah, they're gonna realize you really should go for it after now. the show. No, not I'm not. There's that no could way. be your thing. I'm like... gonna get a fan club page because I think I'm up to that level that I need one. Yeah, okay. And I'll just Start send them there. Like, no, you can't add my personal, but I will direct you to my fan club page. Well, Let's Coke if... will take care of you. Yeah. He'll show you the way. He'll tell you how to add. I won't and... do Don't. It. Let's see if anybody <laughs> uses using MeanGirls.com anymore. And you're also Fez's. I need her. I want Fez to have her same confidence level. She needs to fucking drain it from her into his own. Fez, are you ready to shadow her and do what she does? Well, I well, you know, I want to emulate her confidence. Come under my wing, Fez. But I don't know what she's going to teach me. Stole that out of. She stole that from Ronnie Bate. That was the day I took care of her. That, I took that from you? Yeah. Well, then um, you're like, if okay. she's under her wing, then she's under your wing. And then there you go. Really, they're both We're under all your wing. wing. I don't want that. But he doesn't have wings yet. Who doesn't? Fess. He's wingless. Mm-hmm. Buffalo wings. It's the dead air that you got to work on. That's the <laughs> yeah. thing there. I'm here. I got it. I want you to work him on that. Just keep talking. Okay. All right, well, it was unexpected, but 
I thought Dana yeah. had this one. Yeah, I thought Dana would be TV girl, but she is leading in Facebook TV. ads. I don't watch TV. I leave I Fox News on all the time, and I don't watch TV. I'm too busy doing work, doing Fox other stuff. I don't. I really, I don't watch TV at all. I was too busy. I was an active child. You're probably that fat kid. <laughs> no, I was always thin. I'm, always, I'm very athletic. You are? He is. No, I was physical. I was always on the street playing hockey and football. Which yeah, one of you guys I, I think could win a, a, like a fight if you did? Guaranteed me. If, if I had to fight her? Yeah. Guaranteed me. I don't want to beat her up. It's the thing. I would say straight Jersey over Minnesota. It wouldn't even be close for me. Exactly. I mean, well, I guess next week we'll find out if you guys... What? Yeah, we'll just set up a ring in here yeah. and you guys go at it. like, what are yeah. you talking about? Mm-hmm. No holds barred. Bring your favorite non-lethal weapon. <laughs> I'll bring my mitts. A.K.A. my fists. Your mitts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you wouldn't want to fight me because I know how much you like Mitt Romney. No, I have no thing. Somebody <laughs> wants to call and get me to talk about Sanchez and what's... No, I don't care. I'll talk about that, Sanchez team stinks and there's no it's, reason at all to talk about it. It's lost. They're just lost. Mm-hmm. Rex Ryan should quit mm-hmm. and they should disband the franchise. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought they were going to give Tebow a chance, like more time and I guess they're just not, right? It sucks. Yeah. Mm. He's I still cute. Oh. Sanchez, at least he's got his looks. I mean, he might I suck. That's a really but... good point, though. But th- I think, don't you think more girls think uh, Tebow is attractive? <sighs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, virgin? it's, it's so uh, I haven't been with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's half and half. Some Where girls does like... this go? And some girls just don't like Mexicans. <coughs> Why is it getting oh, yeah, hard? Why is it getting no? <laughs> All right, let's go over to you. If you had to be with a guy, <laughs> if I had to be with Sanchez, Sanchez or Tebow. Uh, I guess Tebow because I know he wouldn't want to try to have sex with me, and I'm not yeah, even for a committed relationship. Uh, no, you're getting gay married, then you're having sex. You wouldn't <laughs> just want to pound Tebow and go, "Where's your god now, Moses? Where's your god now?" Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd probably die. <laughs> probably that was a fucking Tebow last week. Had like a four year run and was like fucking slapping. Oh, he five lost his shit. Yeah, <laughs> was that the fake punt or whatever? Yeah, but you know this thing. You get set up down there, you got to score, dude. It's set up for you. It's not choke time. Interception after interception. Terrible team. I can't wait to see how badly they go. Just I want to see how bad it gets. I I wonder if they get any more wins. They actually played better this week than they have probably going back to week one. Yeah. When they actually played good. Mm. All right, that's it for us. Uh, We need to plug anything, Hicks. Connecticut the right way. That, send that. it. Connecticut the right way. Any suggestions? Send into the editor at the editor. Blown up today. Thank uh, everybody for that. Blown up with people who know how to do Connecticut the right way. Maybe what we can do is send the kids away one weekend and just two of them have a romantic Connecticut. I weekend. love Connecticut. Yeah. I've never been to Connecticut. I got family there. Well, I've driven through there once. Where when Bridgeport? I was eight. What? You went to Connecticut? When I was eight. Where in Connecticut? Do you know? Uh, Connecticut, I mean, it's pretty small. It's not yeah. all that small. Land-wise. It's beautiful, Connecticut. It's really not. Really? It's bigger than Jersey. Yeah, it is. Oh, wow. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I always thought Jersey was bigger, too. Yeah. Wait, Connecticut's bigger than Jersey? I, I'm telling you, yeah. Just the way the shape yeah. of Jersey is, My I suppose. My head is fucked up because of here. But when you go, like, yeah. you can start and get into mountains in the northern part of Connecticut. Shit. I only saw the liquor store in Yale. That's it. <laughs> I don't know if I can ever go by with you. 
anything that you're doing. It was right next to the campus, so they purchased Connecticut liquors. Um, the Adderall story is big. Of course, Danny, you had a Facebook story that you were crazy about up on the iBank today. What exactly was that? What story? Facebook more tempting than sex. Oh, yeah, sex. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we want to check our Facebook rather than have a cigarette or do have sex. Would you say most of your friends are more interested in Facebook than sex? <sighs> no. More they're, interested in sex? They're very horny. How about you? Uh, how about you and your friends? Yeah, sex. Sex. Yeah. Facebook. I don't even think this is close. Yeah. What kind of I crazy know. study was this? I know they found? do studies yeah. and they say they're true, and then we go, "You know anyone like that?" No. Nope. no. I mean, it's probably like like across all ages. So, like my grandma, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Maybe she wants sex. But I would say this. I think she'd go on Facebook. I think that if you have Facebook, you should have sex with every one of your followers. That should be the law. I mean, that's Twitter. Yeah, followers on Twitter. What do you have on Facebook? Friends. friends. I think that you should be that should be Friendster, and on Facebook you just have faces or books. It's like, hey, you're a book of mine. Friendly faces. <laughs> Friendly faces. Let's head on on that line today. Uh, all the stuff is still up on the iBang though, and uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow. Not the lovely Dana though. Unfortunately, not. Be back Monday, everyone. Stay so, tuned. Everybody will be worried. <laughs> Stay tuned, she said. Yeah. Book, I don't want you to leave just because Dana's gone. Yeah. Don't worry about the RA, everyone. <laughs> you kicking kids out of school. Did you get to see Johnny Rotten perform at all? Uh, just outside the fishbowl. Just, you're allowed to walk into that room and listen a little bit, too. All right. Don't miss history when it's happening here. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear him today on O&A? No, I didn't hear him They got along like old friends, I thought. I thought it went very well. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this could be fun. Yeah. Mm, they they got along nice together. <laughs> I was hoping it would turn into don't you ever start that punk show. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. See you guys tomorrow. And that's the end of my show. Donk. This has been the Ron and Fez Show. If you missed any or all of it, or if you're slow to retain information and need to listen to things twice, check out the Ron and Fez replay. Check out the Ron and Fez replay. I said that. Weekdays at 1 a.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Pacific. Weekdays, 1 a.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Pacific. I know we're all ADD now, but we're trying to penetrate, trying to reach inside your head, trying to cut through the clutter and grab your brain by the throat. The Opie and Anthony Channel. XM 105, Sirius 206.